Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Raiders! Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, high running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most steamy, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. What is up, Raider Nation? It's your old buddy Murph back once again for what we hope to be a fabulous episode. Or fabulous, where'd that come from? What is that? Stop. <laughs> Start all over again. Hit the button. Start again. All right. What is up, Raider Nation? It's your old buddy Murph. I'm not, and I'm trying not to say old too. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your buddy Murph back once again for another what we hope to be fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. That's right, back here in Murph's Fan Cave for episode number 130 of Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, we appreciate all of you tuning in. Uh, to the episode as always thank you to the chat room for those of you that are joining us live on youtube.com slash 
Murph's Fan Cave. Uh, Raider Homer's in there. Coach Davis, Raiders One Nation. Chris Potts, Coach Davis. Kevin, the Raider Nerd's in there. Ron Stratton, the Mater Raider, is in there. Uncle Mosh. Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Sean Grogan. Good for them. Jesse Hold on, Jesse Rosales. Uh, anyways, appreciate Monster Mash Ken's in there. Appreciate all of you checking us out as always in the chat room. And uh, so the man that's having technical difficulties, as always, the, uh, the man that well, uh, and uh, that adorns the Southern Annex. But you know what, uh, Swag Jeff and I realized this week, it's actually not the Southern Annex. It's actually the Western Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave Desk. Really, welcome to the show, the one and only Uncle Mosh. Wow. That it, I'm bothered by the fact that it took Swag Jeff to figure that out. Well, it, it Swag, he doesn't have a compass. Well, he was looking at it and he was like, you know, I'm facing north right now, and if if oh. he's on the left, then that's the west because he wants to adorn the southern annex. Not a chance. We're, we're putting a new uh, we're putting a new spot in for old Swag Jeff. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes, but uh, but yeah, he's going to have a new spot here on the other end of the desk, and so he's going to be the Southern Annex, and you'll be the Western Annex. Okay, I can live with that. You're, you're, I like I can, the Western. Hey, Annex. I can live with that. You're a West Coast guy. Uh, I'm not anymore, but I, I mean, no, you're, but it's it's all origins. about it's about manifest destiny. Go west, young man. <laughs> Go ahead. I can you, throw some history at you. Your, your origin story is in the West, so you'll be uh, the, the, the West. I, I wish I wish my YouTube story was right now. Uh, what's the matter? So you're having trouble on YouTube. I'm, I'm not on. All right. The we, story of my life. All right. When we get to the contact info, I'll come over there. You ever remember that the Jimmy Fallon on Saturday Night Live when he was, uh, he's Nick Burns, your company. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he would just go over and go, move, and then like go in and fix the computer. That's me. I just tell Uncle Mosh, get out of the way. Let me, let me take care of this. But anyways, uh, so welcome to episode number 130. Appreciate all of you uh, joining us here uh, in Murph's Fan Cave. And uh, so a few things for you listening to us uh, as far as the audio versions go. You can always find all of our shows, which is this one, the flagship show, Raiders Fan Radio. That is Mondays with Mikey and Murph. That is the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead, Tom, and Fitz, and sometimes Potts, who's in there in the chat room. Um, and uh, those guys do a great job over there on, on that show. And also a new show, which we're going to talk about uh, here in a little bit. Anyways, you can find all the Murph's Fan Cave shows at murphsfancave.com, and, uh, and you can subscribe to them there via your favorite podcast service. And then, as I mentioned, the YouTube, the visual uh, version of Raiders Fan Radio, which is the best version because it, it involves the interaction with the chat, and the chat is funnier than we are. They know more about football than we do. Uh, they are great, and so they are our brain trust and uh, a great group of, uh, of folks and a great community in there. So uh, if you can, join us live on the YouTube every week. Um, so to support all that, Mosh, we asked for just a couple of things in return. Uh, and, and it's really so we can, uh, we can, uh, help be, what do you call it? Benefactors. We can, we can, well, the people that, uh, the people that, uh, that we want to, uh, we want to share the wealth with. There you go. So we asked, uh, in return, go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash t-shirts and buy a t-shirt. I'm gonna go to your cam, Uncle Mosh, and you see the get made t-shirt, uh, over your right shoulder. Did I get it right this time? <laughs> you did. <laughs> okay. Over your right shoulder there, you see the get made t-shirt. Uh, you can get those for, for 20 bucks or 25 bucks depending on what size you are we do have big boy sizes please order one of those shirts we will ship it to you and all of the proceeds 100 percent of the proceeds are getting donated to the bulletnikoff foundation we're going to talk about that here in just a minute as well and if you don't want to buy a t-shirt or you've already bought a t-shirt and you just want some raider gear uh you want a cool new era hat like what i have or you want whatever any any like uncle mosh has got his carhartt hat on there 
you know, any other Raiders gear, any official Raiders gear, you can go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear, G-E-A-R, and all you got to do there is hit the link, and that link will take you to NFLShop.com, and then buy all the stuff you're going to buy, and, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, but NFLShop.com kicks us back a couple bucks uh, on the purchases, and again, all of the money, 100% of the money, is all getting donated to the Bulletnikoff Foundation. You see I'm rocking my Great Lakes Raiders uh, Booster Club shirt today, Uncle Mosh, uh, yeah, featuring Fred Bulletnikoff on there, and uh, I just traded emails today with Miss Angela Bolitnikoff, and uh, we are well on our way. We got about 400 bucks, Mosh. That's what, awesome. What is that? I don't do math, but that's 20%. That's right? 20%, that's yeah. 20% of 2000 We were shooting for 2000 yeah. Shooting for two grand, and we're almost, well, not almost there, but we're well on our way there, being that it's freaking May still. Yeah. Uh, we're well on our way. That's from the t shirt money. That's from the money from NFLshop.com. Our goal is two grand. And what we're going to do is that Mosh and I, we're going to Oakland, or we're going to San Ramon, anyways. We're going to attend the Bolitnikoff Crab Fest this year, which is their big fundraising dinner. Right. And we're going to present them with one of them big fat lottery checks on behalf of the RFR community, on behalf of behalf of everybody in the chat room and everybody that's donated and bought a shirt and bought gear at NFLshop.com. We're going to give that money to them. We're going to present it with them live on behalf of you all. So thank you all so very, very much. And then also, Mosh, while we're out there, we're probably going to catch a Raider game, aren't we? Hey, we're, we're what? You know, an hour from there. We'd be crazy not to. We'd be crazy not to. Yeah. We'd be crazy not to. So that game, so that is uh, probably going to be the Lions game from what it looks like. So that's the game that we're going to be out there in Oakland. I know that some of you are already planning on going to the Bengals game and a a handful of others, but I think that's the one that Mosh and I are going to be at. Now, we do have some stuff still kind of moving around, but in terms of uh, the last ride in Oakland for Raiders Fan Radio, it's going to be uh, it's going to be the game against the Lions on November third. All right, so that's all I got. Uh, we got a lot of show to get to tonight, being that we're going every other week. We got tons of stuff stacked up. We're going to talk. If you don't like Derek Carr, you can hit the button now. You can turn us off because this is going to be Derek Carr heavy. You know what? He's our quarterback, and criticism, positivity, whatever it is you got for him, he's still our quarterback, so we're going to treat him as such. We're going to talk a lot about Derek Carr tonight. We're going to talk a lot about OTAs. We're going to get to the sea of fans. We're going to talk about the greatest Raiders, most impactful Raiders of all time, and Mosh, shut me up before I get crazy. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. All right, so here at Raiders Fan Radio, we always celebrate uh, our uh, show number, our episode number, uh, by tying it back into something significant in Raider Nation. 
Some moments are more significant than others. Sometimes we get something really cool, like a number, like 75 or uh, (laughs) 60 or or 60. Exactly. Or we'll get, uh, you know, a date like a like, you know, 122, which was January 22nd, 1984, when the Raiders won their last Super Bowl. Like we get lots of different stuff like that. So this week uh, we're on to a yardage total. But somebody I'll tell you this, Mosh. So here's my teaser. Okay. Somebody in Sea of Fans did it better than I did it. Really? Yeah. So the one that I came up with for this week was 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 pretty cool, but somebody hit something even better and it's very relevant at the end of the show. So so stay wow. stay tuned uh, to see a fan's mailbag and uh, I'm going to defer most of it to there, but the one I came up with was uh Raiders Browns this year, Mosh. Uh, you remember that game that was uh, the, the, yeah. the crazy finish against the Browns, uh, the ones that the Raiders uh, uh, pulled out, and uh, you know Derek Carr four touchdowns in that game. We win the game forty-five uh, to forty-two after going into overtime. Uh, but Marshawn Lynch in that game had a hundred and thirty rushing yards. So uh, in terms of uh, of rushing performance, he didn't score any touchdowns, but he was dominant in that game. Man, Marshawn was on fire. That was a great football game. Uh, you know, we didn't have many highlights this last year, uh, but that game against the Browns was definitely one of them. And now after seeing what the Browns are kind of turning into and uh, what they turned into last year, uh, that was a good win. That was a good win. It was a big win. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and 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 kudos to their quarterback, man. Love yeah, that Bank, kid, man. Yeah, L. Baker, huh? Yeah, I love that yeah, kid, man. Baker, yeah. You know, he's an easy one to root for. He is an easy, easy non-raider to root for. Yeah, yeah. If you got to root for a non-raider, if something happens in a bye week or something, and they're playing, you know, there you go. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. All I'm right, gonna so- catch a Mayfield game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Mosh, so something else we do here on Raiders Fan Radio is, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, props. There's nothing wrong with shout-outs. Nope. But what we do is we give respect. And uh, so we're 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 Sicilian. Give uh, a little respect. Yeah, we give a little respect. That's how the family does it. And so um, we want to give respect to this week. I got a lot of respect to give out, Mosh. Okay. All right, so first off, I want to give respect to the guys over behind the eye patch. Uh, that is our buddies Micah and Tyler. And behind the eye patch is a podcast you can find on any podcast service. They're kind of like most of the podcasts you can find them anywhere. Um, and uh, they do a great job. And uh, I want to give them respect because they invited me back. It's it's one thing to like invite you to join them on a show. Right, 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 time. right. It's another thing to get invited back. It's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all right, so that was cool. So so they invited me to come back, and uh, that means we didn't mess it up I too bad. Mess it up too bad. So I joined them. It was about six months ago, I guess. It was right after the Senior Bowl. Uh, well, not that long ago, then four months, whatever it was, uh, and uh, had a great time on the show. A lot of fun talking to those guys. They're great Raider fans, great representatives of Raider Nation, and uh, and so really enjoyed spending time talking with them. They invited me back, and same thing. Uh, we talked a lot about the draft. I told them all about our draft experience being down there, and I uh, had a really good time talking to the behind the eye patch guys. So much respect to Micah and Tyler. All right, a um, couple more here, Mosh. Uh, next up, Just Win Johnny. Just win Johnny, the guy that's famously for saying, uh, famous for saying what, Mosh? Johnny. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, he's not famous for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) He's not famous for choking on his own spit, falling out of his chair, turning red face, and making me wonder if I need to call 911, Mosh. Cut me, Maria. Jeez. I'm sorry, man. I've been stifling. I've been stifling yourself. You stifle. I've been stifling that cough. Oh, my. Just let it go. I can mute your microphone. 
Now, Don, this is bad. Now, here we go. This is good. This is good entertainment. Is there a Zoom feature on this? I got. No, this is good for ratings, Mosh. It's because I cut my beard. I cut my beard. You know what's beard. funny? We didn't plan this either. Look. I did too. Yeah. We both cut our beard. You think this is like we're on the same and, cycle? And I, and he cut and his I hair. Cut my hair. Whoops. Oh, I went the wrong camera. There you go. You cut your I hair. Cut my hair. All your peacock hair is gone. No. You got a high and tight now. I got yeah. So <laughs> so anyways, tell him tell him now, Mosh. What is Justin Johnny famous for saying here on Raiders Fan Radio? Uh, what is he famous for saying? Hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. No, jeez. I got bu- I got to do it. I got to be in the right frame of mind. All right, all right, all right. Ask me again. All right. Hey, Uncle Mosh. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so next up is uh, is much respect to just when Johnny hit the button. There you go. Hit That's, the button. Hit the button. So Johnny's famous for that, but more famous for <laughs> look. Johnny is in terms of of people that are in the community of Raiders fans, and we love how fandom gets expressed in Raider Nation. That could be from the way you do a podcast. That could be your uh, um, music that people write. It could be for the art that they create. Well, Johnny is uh, is an absolute master at creating uh, like so vector good. artwork, and he's done work for a lot of podcasts. Well, we have a new show on the network called Tales from the Nation, and uh, and that I'll be doing with with Swag Jeff. And uh, we reached out to Johnny and asked him asked him if he would be willing to help us with the artwork. It's up on our socials right now, and you're going to see plenty of it if you subscribe to the network. It is absolutely fantastic. It might be my favorite logo. Well, not might be. It is my favorite logo that we it's have. It's amazing. And it's, there's a big difference between Murph, you know, uh, hammering something out here in the fan cave versus a pro putting uh, the, his, 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 his expertise behind it. Mosh, it's amazing. So, yeah, anyway, it's going to be a shirt, too. It's going to, yeah. for sure. And so thank you to him for not only being willing to put in the time, but thank you for your, your, your creativity and your talent, man. It's, it's awesome. And he also is like we are in the fact that the things that he does with his creativity, he gives it away. Like he gives away this work. I, you know, we didn't commission him. We didn't, uh, no. he, he, he did it uh, with his own, put his own time in for this. And then the things that he does, like with his, his one nation fan and the, the other things he gives a lot of that money away to the Stabler foundation, yes, to the XOXO yes. foundation. Yeah, absolutely. So he's definitely, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's like cream of the crop, man. He's, he's top notch. Sure. Absolutely. So he's like-minded. We are in that, that he, he gives it away. And, and, and so much, much respect to you, uh, Johnny. Thank you for your help with our logo. Thank you for all you do for Raider Nation. And, uh, and please let me know how more I can continue to promote. We can promote you. I know it's One Nation Fanware. He's not hard to find. He's all over Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else. Buy one of his jerseys. Buy a T-shirt. Buy something. Help support this guy because he's, uh, he's doing great work out there for, uh, for the Raiders and Raider Nation. All right. Um, so, Uncle Mosh, kind of a caveat uh. to that. I, I dropped it there real quick, though, about Swag Jeff. So Jeff and I started this new show. You're going to hear more about that as we go on. Uh, but we did record our first episode of Tales from the Nation yesterday. And Jeff did a great job, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys are going to get a kick out of this. Uh, I'll get into the details of Tales from the Nation later. Uh, but it's, it's, it's going to be really cool. But the last one, Mosh, you want to tell them what, what the, yeah, the last man, respect I'm is? I'm so excited about yeah. this. Mexico. Mexico. Much respect to Mexico. Ah, much respect to Mexico. Mexico joins Italy, Denmark, the Philippines, Costa Rica, and Romania. Mexico has us listed in the as as one of the top professional podcasts in the entire nation of Mexico. Of Mexico. We yeah. hit the, we hit the charts with our podcast in Mexico. What number are we? 144. 144. 
144. We are 144 in Mexico. So we are the 144th most popular podcast in Mexico. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you heard those other countries. And so it had kind of been a while since we hit a new country. Like we've been, we hit those others like last year and it'd been a little bit, um, but with our draft coverage and whatnot and all that stuff, we've had a, uh, a, a little bit of a, of a boost in, in our, uh, on our ratings here lately. And so uh, we know we have many, many new listeners. We get new listeners every week. Hey, but, uh, but we, many, got many, one, we got, we got, we got a listener tonight. Octavio Arias is from Panama. There you go. He's How in cool the house, that, man. That's, that's, the that's amazing. That's the best. Thank you, Octavio. Appreciate that. And uh, so, yeah, so it's really cool, man, that Raiders Fan Radio truly is international. And uh, we appreciate every single one of you in Mexico that are listening to us. And all of you, again, uh, many, many new listeners to the show. Uh, we met so many people at the draft. And, uh, and, and, and not only with our coverage, but just the interaction that we had face-to-face. Uh, we just, you know, things kind of shot up for us. So anyway, so thank you to all of you for supporting the show in the way that you do. All right, Uncle Mosh, let's kick it off with some Raiders news. Hey, what's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on On Raiders Raiders Fan Radio. Radio. All right, shout them out, Mosh. I hear you laughing. That usually, just, when Uncle Mosh laughs during a break, it means that somebody in the chat is cracking him up. So go ahead. Just, I mean, everybody's in there. Chris Potts, Monster Mash, Q Dog, Eye Patch, uh, uh, Ron. Somebody, somebody types in there. Chris writes in there. WTF, is everyone drinking tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we're later than normal. So everyone's home from work, right? Everyone's home and and, and kicking it, man. Everyone's partaking. So And and if people are hitting the like button, right? We got, uh, I don't know, 12, 13 of them hit the likes. And one not like. They must have tuned in right when I was hacking. (laughs) And and I promise, or it could have been me. Cause yeah, because you've done that. You've, you've downvoted our own show. And I thought it looked weird that everybody liked us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't please everyone all the time. All right? What's he saying? You can't please all the people all the time, but you can't. Wait, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's move on to the next segment. Let's thing. move right. on to the next segment. So I mentioned at the top of the show we were going to talk a lot about Derek Carr tonight, and we are. He is our quarterback. Like it or not, this is going to be the leader in every significant passing category. <laughs> okay, for- stop. Oh stop right there. I have to kill you. Okay. I have to stop okay, you go. right there. What did you say you were never going to do? I said that I, <laughs> <laughs> I... Now, wait a minute. That's different. I said that I wasn't going to get on my soapbox about about big time media uh questioning whether Derek Carr was going to be our okay, quarterback stop whether he right was there. Okay. What did you do when you guested on on the show? When you on were what? a guest on the, behind the eye patch? On, on behind the eye patch. But that was on behind the eye patch. That wasn't on Raiders Fan Radio. <laughs> you don't pay tax. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't pay tax. I don't pay tax, and I can bitch about mainstream media on other people's shows. I'm just not going to bitch about mainstream media on our show. That's right, yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. That's so tell them what happened. Go ahead and tell the story. All right. So Yeah, so I was. It was on like, the behind eye patch? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, well, what? we were on behind eye patch, and it came up, and I went in. It was like... You know, I don't even remember who it was, man. Somebody said Some something idiot. stupid about Derek Carr, and it just lit me up, man. And I, 
I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm done. I'm done. Derek Carr is, let me, I'll reset here. Derek Carr is going to be the leader in every significant passing category for in the history of your Oakland Raiders. So your football team, the proverbial you that is listening to this show, your favorite football team. And look, you are the hardcore of the hardcore. If you're watching us on your Wednesday night, talk about the Raiders, or you're listening to us while you're mowing your lawn, doing yoga, painting your garage, whatever all the things that people do, listen to this show. If you're seeking Raiders content generated by fans in the middle of Tennessee, you're freaking hardcore, man. Yeah, man. You are as hardcore as it gets. (laughs) And you, the hardcore Raider fan, your quarterback and going to be the most accomplished quarterback in the history of the team is going to be Derek freaking Carr. One more name. Gosh dang Carr. Who? Derek going (laughs) to send to heaven after he wins an MVP one of these days. Derek car that guy is the man so look so here we're going to talk about him we've talked about adam shine before adam shine is on mad dog radio which is uh yeah. serious xm he does an amazing show he is not an apologist no, by no, any means no but he is also willing to give the raiders and here in this case Derek carr a platform to discuss positive things right, now he's right, not right. afraid to challenge him at times but he's not a jackass about it he's not you know, there's a way he understands everybody's going to have a bad game. We're human. People are going to make mistakes. He understands that. You throw a bad ball doesn't mean oh he's washed up. Yeah, yeah. Or they're going to trade him. We're you know on the way over, Murph. I, and I, I don't mean to derail You're your good, thought, man. but on the way over tonight, I'm listening to the local radio station, right? And and Marcus Mariota is is the Titans' quarterback. They're having the exact same conversation about Marcus Mariota. That they're having that 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 these mainstream nuts have about Derek Carr, you know, Mariota's a great quarterback. Didn't the Titans win a playoff game in Kansas City? Hello. And when was the last time they won a playoff game before that? Right, long right. before Marcus Mariota. Uh, absolutely. So here's the same thing. And so, like, if it wasn't for Derek Carr breaking his leg, likely the Raiders win a playoff game. And it's odd that him and Mariota did it on the same day too. But the point being, though, is that look, I'm. I'm No, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I just don't want to freak out about it entirely because, look, there are a lot of other things about this football team to get fired up about, and Carr's not one. So, anyways, back to Adam Shine. So, Adam Shine, he has a way of bringing up these things that could – could be negative, could be, but he's not a, he's not jerky about it. There's a way to bring these things up in an interview to someone and not just be a full on, I'm trying to avoid the D word here. Just look, there's a nice way to do it. So, anyways. Adam is is a great interviewer. He's a great interviewer of DC. This thing is like 19 minutes long. I've got a few clips in here. Let's get to the first one and the first hot topic, right, which has been about Derek Carr and his relationship with John Gruden. How would you, Derek, characterize your relationship with John Gruden? Man, we are super close, and it's so, like, you <laughs> you could only imagine, how, you know, uh, what I'm thinking when I when I read all this stuff about our relationship, you know, or hear about it from you know, friends and stuff, like it's like it's like where does this even come from? Like this is so funny. Like we're super close. Like we talk literally every day, even on the weekends. Like uh, it's it, it's just funny to me. It, it really is. Uh, we're super close, man. We have a great time working together. He challenges me just like my college coaches challenged me. Like there, there's no there's no difference, and so. Uh, I, I guess when you're losing, as you know, it, they look for any kind of thing. When there's a so-called nice guy at quarterback and someone who likes to yell at the coach, they try and find something, I guess. But we are 
We are so good, it's not even funny, man. <laughs> I love hearing that, and I'm not surprised by that at all. All right, Mosh, any breaking news there for you? Right, this is the same stuff we've been hearing for how long? For how long? You know, Ron Ron brings up a, uh, something that, I don't know, it cracks me up. We This is a much better point to talk about because those other ones are moot at this point. Okay, fair. You know, Ron says, is Carr on pace? You know, because Carr's on pace to be our greatest quarterback ever. Yeah, like maybe this season he'll so, break all the records. So he, what what Ron brings up is Carr on pace to out impregnate Rivers at this point in his career. <laughs> and he says, That's good. and he, and of course, Kevin says, Kevin Reitzel says, well, yeah, but Rivers will have more kids than he'll have touchdowns this year. Oh, so, <laughs> nice. But I mean, nice. we might as well, we might as well talk about that because the rest of that stuff. It, it's, not it's, even, the, it's not even worth it's, it. You it know? provides the same consequence, doesn't it? Seriously. Somebody famous once said, uh, use the term mental masturbation. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what absolutely. I mean? Like, well, yeah, absolutely. I want to just tell them all. Will you stifle yourself? <laughs> all right, next up, uh, Adam asked about what, what good happened in 2018 that uh, Derek Carr can carry over into the 2019 season. Give us some of those little things that you take from last year that were great that you want to be even better this season. Oh, man, just getting us into the right place. You know, uh, you know, every time I'm at the line of scrimmage, I have the freedom to change the play and get us in the right one. And that is all based on what Coach Rude and I have talked about, you know, obviously, um, and things like that. But there's times in there where, you know, we didn't talk about something for three weeks, and then we finally get a look, and we're checking to things, like things that, you know, he drills it so much in my mind. This was three game plans ago, which is, in football terms, three years ago, basically. You know, sure. And uh, we're checking the things during games and hitting them and things like that. Uh, really, the way that, uh, you know, we were able to take our young guys and elevate their play, you know, and, you know, you know fast-track the way they could play and things we had to do there. There's so many good things that came from it. You know, obviously, we didn't win enough games. And that is the ultimate goal that is the only thing we we're not looking for you know a participation ribbon i am fir- firmly against that yeah. uh, but there still is some things that we did really really well that you know going forward we can continue to build and continue to add pieces it's going to be fun all right mosh what do you think man i mean how how many more times can you hear it from the horse's mouth? Freedom in the offense. Yeah. Freedom in the offense. I love that one. That was that was what you know the big takeaway was for me there. Uh but yeah, there are there was a lot of positivity to be taken and from. And that's what Watts Raider was saying in the chat. He's saying, Freedom, I told you folks. He said he knows what Chucky's thinking. Hey, bingo. You know, they, absolutely. Uh, geez, absolutely. Oh Pete. Geez, oh Pete. All right. So here's another one was so the other one was. The Raiders are going to draft a quarterback. Raiders are going to draft Kyler Murray. Raiders are going to do this. Like, how much obnoxious rhetoric was there about that? Well, they talked about that as well. And let me piggyback off that, because I was pretty adamant all offseason, Derek Carr's the guy. And I almost felt a little foolish as I kept saying it, because, you know, it almost felt like Captain Obvious, but you know the reports, you know the conversation, and Gruden had your back. Here, and by the way, I'm stopping right there to say this. This is how you ask these questions without Absolutely. being a jerk. Absolutely, There's a way to do these types of interviews and the way to convey these answers and information. Anyways. And Mayock had your back. Were you at all concerned about being replaced? Were you concerned that the team was going to draft the quarterback with the fourth overall pick? Oh, man, about negative 47%. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's funny that, you know, I guess it doesn't happen everywhere and people are shocked by it, but the, the general manager... 
the general manager, the head coach, and the quarterback are all on the same page all the time, whether it's good news or bad news. And, uh, you know, that's how we operate here. And then uh, throw our owner into that. We are all on the same page literally all the time. And so uh, we talked right when the season ended. We talked a couple weeks after that, you know, obviously the right way and going about it and and all that. But uh, we knew exactly what was going on, why some things were happening and all these kind of things. And uh, so to say negative 47% might even be an understatement. There you go, Mosh. We think they're on the same page. They're on the same page. I, what 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 else? You know, this is the one I will, I will, I'm not taking a shot of Mikey when I when I say this. So so please uh, don't take it that way because I just I'm referencing a conversation we have uh, have had had on Mondays with Mikey and Murph, and that is I would ask him, don't you think these people talk like to take this approach as a fan? And when you hear stories that get put out there by all the 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 pundits, right, all the the cowards of the world. To make this assumption that Gruden and Carr have never had these talks in their office or that Mayock and Gruden and that Mayock and Carr or that Mark Davis and Gruden or Mark Davis and Mike May. Like, to, to make this assumption that the four men in power of, in, in charge of this football team, the captain of the team, the coach of the team, the GM of the team, and the owner of the team, to make these assumptions and to make these assessments of the way you think it's going on and to assume that they're not talking to each other, that is the most ridiculous concept. What do you do at work with your boss, Mosh? Yeah, exactly. What, I mean, How what, often do you have meetings about what it is that you uh, do in your job? Totally. And, and what do they think these guys do the rest of the week? Okay, yeah. so, you, so you practice for however many days. You know, you, you, play a, for, you play a game for however many hours on Sunday. Do you not think that they talk about it? Do you not think that they live football? It's, There's a reason Gruden gets up at 3.30 every morning. Right. You know? Right. I Absolutely. promise you, he they've, they've talked on the phone before 6 a.m. Oh, you absolutely. Know? Come on. Absolutely. That's, Come that's on. the part that just drives me nuts. Well, I'm not going to get into that part. It doesn't matter about what this stuff does to my, to my brain. It's just a, an important thing to consider that they're consi- that they're talking, they're communicating all the time. All right. Um, oh, this is a fun one. We've talked a lot about Josh Jacobs. We're huge fans of the, of the Josh Jacobs uh, the pick uh, in, in this year's draft. And Derek Carr uh, talked about the importance of Josh Jacobs. How excited were you when you found out that Josh Jacobs was going to be your running back and your teammate. Voice. I mean, you want to talk about an ultimate draft voice, pick for voice. you, for the Raiders, for John's offense. I mean, I thought this was absolutely perfect for you guys. Is it fair for me to have rookie of the year kind of expectations for this kid in year one? Oh, that's absolutely fair. You know, I told him I laughed. I said, hey, whenever you win all these rookie of the year or you win all these awards, don't forget who put you in the perfect run looks. You know, and had some good times with that, you know, uh, but no, you're a, he's he's a tremendous kid and he's a great talent. Uh, and but he's a, more so he's just a great guy. He works his tail off, and you know you can see he gets along with everybody. It's a perfect fit, like you said, for us. And uh, you know to go along with Doug, DeAndre, and Jalen, uh, you know he's absolutely a perfect fit, and it's really really excited to have him. But when the when the Eagles traded up before us, I got a little nervous. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought that was going to be the selection and then obviously have the ability to make that pick, which I think is going to be great for you and great for the Raiders' offense in general, Derek. 
All right, Mosh. I mean, he's being touted as a potential rookie of the year. You know, he's going to be a, you know, a, he's going to get a majority of the, uh, the action in the offense. He's going to be a focal point. I don't know how, in, if any of that is, is going to come to fruition or not. I will say this. He's going to have plenty of opportunity uh, to, to be a star in the league in a, in a John Gruden offense with a quarterback who's not afraid to hand the ball off. You know, who's not afraid to check into run looks. Uh, Josh Jacobs is going to get tons and tons of opportunity and he's also a great pass protector. So, I mean, you can hear Absolutely. the excitement in DC's voice, man. I'm, I'm all about it. He's, well, he's, he's, he's amassing all these weapons that he's never had before. And it's like, it's like a kid with, at Christmas, you get one or two toys, and then all of a sudden, you get three or four or five, and you're like, what am I going to play with first? You know? It's <laughs> yeah, like, holy yeah. moly. Yeah. It's like, I got every Lego set out there. It's, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, speaking of that, one of the other new uh, toys that Derek Carr got in his offense was Tyrell Williams. And, man, this is this one is, if it's possible, this move to sign Tyrell Williams is being way undersold. And it's and it's obvious why, because when you bring on somebody like Antonio Brown, who's the best wide receiver in all of football, uh, it's going to overshadow the other wide receiver that we signed. But Tyrell Williams, man, for those of you that, that, that missed it, the year that Keenan Allen was out uh, for the Chargers and Tyrell was the focal point, of at least in the wide receiver core, he, you know, he caught, uh, I forget how many passes off the top of my head, but it was over 1,000 yards, and the guy can produce, and he can run. He's got great hands. And so anyway, so uh, Derek Carr talked about the importance of Tyrell Williams being added to the offense. How about Trent Brown and, and Ty Williams? I thought those were tremendous signings. You know, I, I thought Williams was excellent with, with the Chargers, not even throwing that word around. I thought that was the most underrated move of the <laughs> offseason. You know, the money's the money, but Trent Brown, a hell of a player, Yep. What does that mean to the depth at wide receiver for you guys and also the help up front with Brown on the offensive line? Yeah, you know, what's funny is, you know, it, 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 it's always talked about in the offseason. Well, right when you pay somebody, oh, man, they're paying that much to do what? Play right tackle? And it's like, you guys understand in two years he won't be the highest paid player. Right. <laughs> like, right. like literally probably in eight, you know, six months he won't be. Like it's just at least you got the guy on your team, right? And to add a talent like that and to add a player – like Trent, he's amazing. You know, he's great. He works hard. He gets along with everybody. Tyrell uh, is an excellent receiver, and I'm going to say it with you. That man is a technician. He works his tail off. He is all of 6'4", 6'5", and can fly. Like, he reminds me of Andre Holmes a lot, you know, who, who is actually here. Really fast, tall, big guy, great body control kind of a thing. Uh, you know, and Tyrell, man, he just is a really good route runner. So it's exciting to have him because – you know, we have a lot of different options, you know, from tight end to the two, three, four, five new receivers to our running backs. You know, it's going to be it's going to be fun, man. We got a lot of work to do. I love how he finished uh, right there. Got a lot of work to do, yeah, but he's it's gonna he's be highlight. Fun. This is going to be awesome, man. I'm yeah. fired. You know, last year at the end of last year, I said, that's it. I'm never again going to go into a season <laughs> with high expectations that I've 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 thanked the Raiders for relieving me of the burden of going into a season thinking we were going to make the playoffs. I'm like, thank you, Raiders. From now on, I'm going to go in 4-12, and 6-10, and 10, and just, you know, and if anything else happens, I'll be surprised. But now, dang it, Mosh, you know, I'm thinking, eh, you know, 10-6 is on the radar. We can be a wild card team, right? Like, all these things, you know, all these things going into place. Like, uh, oh, what do you think, man? Trent Brown? Like, I don't know. Sounds good. good stuff. That's, That's good, good stuff. stuff. All right, well, so – 
so much for my expectations. What about Derek Carr's expectations? Let's. Let, this is the last clip we have in his interview with Adam Shine. Why do I believe this Raiders season is going to be different and it's the Oakland Raiders' time to shine in 2019? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm never about uh, predictions or anything like that, but the guys that we've added, the schemes that we're running, the people that we already have here, we know what to do and we know how to do it. I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, I'm okay with a little mystery. I'm okay with a little wonder. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with people just hoping. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that, man, but just know that we're going to be ready to play when it comes time. Derek, I love it. Congratulations on everything, especially Deacon, third child. Glad everybody's doing wonderful. We always appreciate the time, my friend. I think you guys are going to surprise a lot of people. Best of luck in 2019. Always appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Absolutely, Adam. Thank you so much. All right, so I I, uh, I left that tag in there just because you can hear that the, the, it's it's nice to hear a non-confrontational, non-contentious interview. Like it's okay to like get along with the people that you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just like the rapport that these these guys have, and and because of that rapport, you know, you'll find you know whether it's Dan Patrick or whatever. The best interviewers are the guys that can take the defenses of the person being interviewed down. And I feel like when Adam Shine interviews Derek Carr, the defenses are down. So what does that mean to us as fans? You're getting genuine answers. You're, he's not right, dancing. Right, right. You're not getting cliches. You're not getting, well, it's one day at a time, one game at a time. We're just going to put the work in. Yeah. Scoreboard's going to take care of itself. You're not, you're not getting those kind of answers. It, yeah. you, you there's know what no I mean? NASCAR answers there. Exactly. You know what? He's not taking thinking the tide car for right, uh, you right, know what right. I mean? Whatever. So I just I thought that was really cool there. And uh as a as an example of that. And Mosh, so the expectations, you know, look, he's not obviously he's not you know dumb enough to be like, oh, we're gonna go to the playoffs and get, you know, have that bite him in the butt. But, you know, as we get closer to the season, we'll do a little bit of a – I'm not big on predictions either, um, although I may, I may be big on expectation, but I'm not big on, on predictions. But I think this is our return to relevance. And I, so I'm going to ask you, and then we'll close out the segment with this. What do you think? I mean, you, you, are we crazy thinking that we could be above 500 this well, year? Or are we just know, more the same of the same? I, I, I agree with you a little bit on that. I, I'm not thinking that, that Miami needs to uh, – to ship the champagne to <laughs> <laughs> to the West yeah. Coast, but you know, I, I, there's there's no doubt in my mind with with the weapons that we've got that we're going to be a completely different team. We're going to see stuff out there that we haven't seen in a long yeah. time. It's that return to excellence, man. Yeah. It's it's there. It's yeah. there. I like it. that's a good way to put it. Is that we're going to see a lot. That we didn't see the things that we've been missing since you know that that 2016 year, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, everybody! This is Johnny Spencer from the punk rock band Stringer, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph and Uncle Mosh. Go Raiders, baby! Hey, you know what, Murph? What's that, Mosh? I want to hear a little bit more about Derek Carr. <laughs> I do. This I do. is the Derek Carr episode. This is the Derek the Carr DC episode. The DC episode. Do we got anything from OTAs on Derek Carr? We got a lot about OTAs. So, you know, this is cool, Mosh, and I'm glad you asked. So OTAs, uh, for those of you who don't know, are organized team activities. These are voluntary workouts uh, that uh, they're they're there for uh, media pundits to freak out when your star wide receiver doesn't show up on day one uh, so that everybody can be awed by how amazing he right. is on day two, right? Uh 
And so I, of course, I'm joking, but Antonio Brown did miss the first uh, first day at OTAs, but he, he was there for day two and has been absolutely electrifying in every uh, report, every highlight, every everything. It's been awesome. Uh, and in fact, a lot of the guys have. Uh, there's a lot of fun that the team is having. Uh, there's just there's a lot of good news coming out of OTAs now. OTAs, as I mentioned, they are voluntary workouts. They are, you know, they they call them shells and shorts, right? So you're right, just right. in you're just in a jersey and a pair of basketball shorts and, and a helmet. Uh, so you can only take it for what it is. But um, all things considered, it looks pretty darn good to this point. And uh, so let's go to uh, let's go to John Gruden and let's hear him tell us about how his quarterback is looking in OTAs. Derek did a lot of good things. We're trying to uh, obviously. Uh, work on a couple things we think that he can get better at. We've also uh, tried to improve his supporting cast um, at every level. Uh, try to improve our defense. Hopefully we get the ball to him more often in better field position. Uh, we've added some receivers. We've added a running back. We've added a couple linemen. So uh, hopefully a lot of these things will uh, show up and he'll, he'll be a great quarterback, which I know he will be. Vote of confidence from the coach. Absolutely. Everything sounds good. Everything's rosy, right? Nothing new there. You know, nothing to see. Move along, right? Yep. All right. So let's uh let's go to Derek Carr then at uh, at OTAs. Now they had him mic'd up. You know, I love me some mic'd up. Stuff. Oh, it's, mic's it's, up to the best. It's the best. And so um they uh they had my uh Derek mic'd up. The Raiders put out the video. It's a really long video. And a lot of times this mic'd up stuff doesn't translate as well to audio. So we like to keep them brief. Uh, so I just took a couple segments out of it, clipped them together, and here's what we got. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, hey, hey, 20 for 20, fellas. Let's do it. Make Gunther sweat tonight. Hey, my goal is to make Gunther mad every day. Uh, when Tyrell was 68 yards down the field with the ball in his hands. <laughs> but when I threw that ball, so I was like, dang, with the wind, like, it's starting. It cool. It's starting to go, and you just. You had a little second gear. Down. I was like, "Golly, you were moving, bro." <laughs> I love that, man. Like, uh, if the quarterback's getting excited about throws that he made, and and basically he's telling you right there, I didn't have anybody before that had that kind of catch up speed to a to a deep thrown right, pass right, like that. Right. So what is that? If he's getting excited about it, then. Oh man, we're not going to see many overthrows this year. Oh. He's going to air it out, man. Oh, I love oh, it. I good love stuff. it. Good stuff. So, speaking of Tyrell Williams, uh, Tyrell had a little bit to say in a in his press conference uh, afterwards, talking about the wide receiver core. Oh, it's been good, dude. Like w- what you see is, you know, he works hard. You know, and it kind of translates, and everybody sees how hard he works, and um, he's always putting in that extra effort. You know, so and just you know to watch a guy as one of the, one of the best receivers. You know, to see how he works, see how he runs certain routes, and. I know it's just it's just fun to watch and fun to learn. Just sitting back and watching. From the outside, there's a perception that you know, wideouts could be a real team strength, especially this capacity. Is that how you look at it when you look at the personnel? Uh, yeah. As a, as a whole? For sure. I mean, the guys that were here already, you know, Marcel, Keon, those guys are great players too. You know, and I feel like uh, with all the free agents and bringing ABA, and I feel like a lot of attention goes there. But those guys can really play too. And, and Hunter's a good player, uh, you know, and all those, Saeed, all those younger guys, like, I feel like they can play really well and they'll contribute, you know, especially on special teams, if not uh, a lot in the offense. So I feel like we have a really strong group. I'm excited to see uh, everybody progress. All right, there we go. He's excited about the team, excited about the work ethic, talking about special teams contribution, right? Full package there from uh, from Tyrell Williams. All right, Uncle Mosh, you got, that's kind of our last OTA clip, other than, of course, something else from Derek Carr. <laughs> so uh, we're going to... 
Uh, Derek, he's the quarterback of the team. And what? Who? Who's he play for? Yeah, uh, Oakland. Right. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, our beloved Oakland. Right. Look at Swag Jeff got me this. Do you, do you, do you, nice. You, do you, these little pop things. What are they called? Bobbleheads. No, they're called pop tarts or pop. Uh, well, I don't know what they're called. Whatever I don't called. know. Okay, whatever is they, it on social media? Nah, yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody in the chat knows what these things are called. <laughs> what are these things called? Chat room. Pop. Pop, pop heads. No. Pop jacks. Pop tarts. Pop. Oh crap! What are they? Pop vinyl. No, it's not pop vinyl. What they are? They're pop. Uh, somebody knows. Come on, chat room, help me out here. Chris, Chris Potts said they're called pop vinyl. Hey, this is riveting radio right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I don't know why. I, just, I don't know why the hell I got derailed by what that. What rabbit hole did you just go down? Oh my gosh! Murph, I don't know why I got derailed. Uh, what are you thinking? Hey, what was that? <laughs> it's my new soundbite. Funko Pops. Thank you, Raider Murph. Homer. I don't, what are you thinking? We got a virtual Murph. sweat. I don't, what are you thinking? You got virtual swag Jeff over there? Oh, my gosh. Swag Jeff. Yeah, Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I like Ron's, Ron's idea better. Pop-Tarts? Pop-Tarts. Because yeah. Uncle Mosh, I'll put, I'll put a box of Pop-Tarts down. Oh, you'll crush it. In a mint. Oh, the brown do sugar you, cinnamon ones. Do you, okay. Do you eat? Do you go to the outside of the Abs- Pop-Tart 100%. first and Absolutely. then go all middle? And then go all middle. All middle. That's and the- I do that with a sandwich, too. <laughs> <laughs> with, with any with non-peanut butter and jelly or just peanut uh, butter and jelly? Any, uh, any kind of sandwich. I go really? crust first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had a mortadella and provolone sandwich, At you would eat the crust? 100% crust first. No way. Yeah, always. And, and, and I do that with dinner, too. Like, if I go out for steak and lobster, yeah. I eat the stuff around so that... I got a nice full belly so that I don't rush the lobster. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Now I'm a I am a section eater, except Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I want it all mixed together. I want the the the, no, the man, gravy I don't want and my the food to touch. No, I want all my stuff touching on Thanksgiving, especially like at your house because you guys do all the awesome cranberry sauce yeah, and the yeah, casseroles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I load it up all together. But outside of that, I like to eat it separate. Like I'll eat my fries first before I eat my sandwich. <laughs> like if I go to Chick Fil A, I got to eat the waffle fries first and then I go to the Chick Fil A. No, I, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that's that. good. Okay, here we I go. I have no idea how we got onto that subject, but uh, because we like food. <laughs> right, Pop tarts. Pop tarts. Oh, that's right. Okay. So um, I'll so, do a microwave or toaster. I don't care. Really? I can do them right out of the box. I, I was going to say, I go raw. I just like them straight out of the package, man. And I'll tell you what. I promised your son, who's staying at my house right now, yeah. your youngest, yeah. I, uh, I said, I got to go do the show. I got to go run over to, the, run over to the fan cave and do the show with your old man. You want to go? And he goes, no. <laughs> I go, so you're going to stay here at the house? Yeah. Okay, I'll see you when I get home. Don't wreck anything. If you come home, I'll share my... My favorite cereal in the whole world, and that's what I got for my birthday this year. Okay, uh, is Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So I, I got I got a little s- private stash left, and I so I told oh. I told oh, did you tell him about it. I told Vinich. I said, hey, nice hey I said, hey, I got a little bit of surprise hey, here, hey, hey. and the wife goes. Uh, they might be stale. And I go, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, because they don't get too soggy in the milk. No. Yeah. I, I, I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch might be my all-timer. Oh. That's a hard one to fight. Hey, man. I like what, what Franklin83 says. Uh, a cold Pop-Tart right out of the fridge. Never oh, tried it. Never I haven't tried either. It. Franklin, challenge accepted. We'll do it on the way home. Let Absolutely. you know how we go. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so let's get back to the Raiders. So, uh, uh, so the other thing I wanted to cover with Derek Carr was that uh, there is a thing every year the rookies go through that the NFL puts on, and it's called the NFL Rookie Symposium. And the Rookie Symposium is basically it's a 
kind of a life 101. It's a what to do, what not to do. What to do, what not to do. They, I think the kids nowadays call it adulting. Um, but what it's just, it's basically, you know, how to handle your money. Uh, talks a little lot, a lot about, you know, what kind of people you should and should not have involved with your money and how to stay out of, you know, precarious It's the situation. course that Adam Pacman Jones flunked four uh, times. Amen, right? And so, you know, you want, these guys, look, these guys are targets. They're, they're, Absolutely. they're young, they're wealthy, they're good looking guys. They're like, I mean, they're on national TV. They're, I mean, there's a, they're target. So it's just a, a way to help bring these guys along. All right. So the NFL does that. Well, the Raiders did their own and Derek Carr was the one that led it. And if there's any questioning of this man's leadership, here you go. This is him talking to Josh Jacobs and Max Crosby and all these guys. And it's awesome. So here's a couple highlights from that. The thing that I've seen since I came in these doors is the people that stay around, the people that make this a career, the people that this just isn't just isn't just another job, right? Uh, they they oh, I'm gonna do this for a little bit, then I'm gonna go do this. And the people that want this thing to be a career are the ones that every single thing that they do matters to them. Even sitting in these little meetings that no one wants to be at. Let's keep it real, right? You'd rather be at home. You'd rather be watching film. You'd rather doing some other stuff. But every single thing that they do matters to them. They took away one thing. I just hope that whether they're in this building or outside of this building, every decision they make will be to make sure that they're at their very best for our organization. You know, it's a tremendous opportunity that they've been given by, you know, Mr. Mayock and Coach Gruden. And, uh, you know, you see guys squander those opportunities all the time. It's a shame that we'll never see the best version of some of the best players of all time. Absolutely. I've seen some of the greatest athletes, some of the best players in this game come through these doors, played against them, but I know what they do in their off time. I know what kind of food they're eating. I know what they're putting in their body. I know what they're doing at night. I know what they're doing during game weeks on the nights. And I sit there and I say, man, what a shame it is we'll never see the best version of that guy. Hall of Famers, even. They went, oh, Hall of Fame, all that. I'm just, I'm not really impressed by that. I'm not impressed by all that stuff. What I'm impressed with is a first round pick or an undrafted free agent that just busts their tail and maximizes every ounce of ability that God gave them. That's what impresses me. And that's what's gonna keep you around. Everything is new to them right now. You know, everything, they don't even know where to line up for stretch, you know, let alone, you know, how to handle their money, how to handle uh, adversity, all these kind of things that are gonna be thrown at them in the pressures of this league. So just coming from someone who's been through it, the highs, the lows, everything, um, I wanna, wanna make sure they have someone that can, you know, not only give them a good message, um, you know, something that's real, uh, but also someone that they can come to and when they, you know, whenever they need it. Everyone wants to be a pro bowler. Everybody wants to be a Hall of Famer. But you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, man, did I really on this Saturday night when no one was looking make every decision possible to get that gold jacket? Man, should I really have put that in my body? Knowing I got to train in two days? It's not even about the next morning, man. I got to train in two days. Am I going to be at my best if I do that? If not, just know somebody else is. If not, just know that I am. I'm doing everything that I can possibly to make sure that we are successful. And I say we because we're in this team together. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have fun, man. You know, my, it, it gives me freaking chills, oh, man. It's, it's freaking it, awesome. It, as a, a lifelong coach, I, I, I've told my kids and I've told my kids, 
are you are you absolutely playing to your best ability? Have you done ev- and and and, and it, it's not a lot of coach speak, but it's it's so many times I've had kids one on ones where they've where they've they've not lived up to what they're capable of doing, or they've lost. When I coached wrestling, they've lost a tough match, or you know, and 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 I. I want to put it back on them. You know, you, you, you console them and, and you, you do like that, like a good coach does. You, you say, you know, <clears throat> I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm going to put my foot in your ass right before I give you a big hug. Because, you know, did you do what you're capable of doing? It, it comes down to there's only two choices. There's no gray matter. It's, 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 it's are you hurting it or are you helping it? You know, and 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 that's what it comes down to. Are you hurting your game or are you helping your game? There's there's no it's black or white. There's no there's no gray area there. And 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 that's what I think that's what's so important is what he's saying is it is what you're doing on Saturday night is what you're eating is what you're how you're working out is are you just getting through it? Is that helping your game or is it hurting your game? Because there's only two choices. It's got to be one or the other. You know, uh, I'm so amazing. glad you jumped on that because I was actually going to ask you about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you you hit it right there, Mosh. But I also want to ask you about this is that, OK, now, Uncle Mosh, for those of you that are new, new to the show, he's been a lifelong teacher and coach and, and educator. And you coached arguably the toughest sport there is in wrestling, uh, argu- arguably. And I would say probably very little argument to it. You have to be more dedicated to wrestling than just about any other sport. Like in terms yeah. of the, the the time that it occupies in your day, the strength and condition, everything, the mental, everything about wrestling is you have to be one hundred percent in all the time. And if you're not, you're not going to be at your your full cap. So I want to ask you this: so you already kind of touched on the importance of being all the way in on that. Derek said there, I played with Hall of Famers, but they never realized that Hall of Fame potential because they weren't all in. Is there anything as a coach that was more heartbreaking than that? And how often do we actually see that where you see somebody that's just getting by on athletic ability, but it only goes and takes them so far? It, it, and it's it's so true, Murph. When you when you watch somebody that 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 you know has the ability to do and it's and it's it's not just sports. It can be it, it you know, because I I teach theater and kids with acting but the 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 hardest thing for me to do and i and kids tell me everything they absolutely tell me everything but i have got kids with beautiful voices we live in you know we're i i teach in a in a bedroom community to nashville so everybody's got a guitar everybody's a singer and i see these kids that smoke you know i smoked you smoked we all smoked you know but when but i never had i never had that that golden ticket i never had that voice you know uh somebody in the chat said well what about stabler he was great but how great could he have been exactly he was great would would he have had he not partied so much could he have been in the hall of fame non-posthumously you know could mickey mantle said it Mickey Mantle was a hard charging partier, just like Stabler was. Yeah, and Mickey Mantle, and who died prematurely from 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 alcohol use. Um, same thing, and I'm speaking from the heart here. Same thing that my father passed away from. Right. Mickey Mantle said, "I would have." And Mickey Mantle's one of the greatest all baseball players in the entire history yes. of the planet Arguably ever. Top five. And yeah. said. I wasn't nearly as good as I could have been because I was playing hungover half the time. Right. Like Mickey right. Mantle said. In my career, I could have been better. I could have rehabbed better. My knees bother. Like, think about Stabler's knees. 
Stabler's knees were, and look, and I'm not talking smack here. I'm just talking real. Stabler's knees were a big part of his downfall as a player. The things that the things that held him back, he wasn't able to rehab. But now, of course, the medicine was different and all that. I'm not trying to pretend and, like it and, was. Yeah, and the day. whole. But what, what those look we, as much as we celebrate, and I do. Stabler's all time favorite player. But you're right, Mosh. Those things hold it, players back. And yeah. Derek calling that out on the front end and helping these young men to at least have an awareness of that before they get their career started. Now here's but here's but here's the thing. It's 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 telling your kid go clean your room. He this this can't be a one shot deal. This has to be a something it, it it's why it's it's why a lot of drug and alcohol rehabs don't work because there's not follow up. Right, this, right, right. That, and that's and that's one of the things that the Raiders do is that there's there's the follow up stuff with we can sit you in these meetings and we can tell you hey you know do this and don't do don't surround yourself with these people and 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 go to your meetings and do all the stuff that you need to do but it has to be continuously said it's like telling that kid go clean your room your kid doesn't get up on the first try and go clean their room <laughs> yeah. you know it doesn't happen it's 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 constant it's parenting. And I think that's what that's what it's leadership. It's man. leadership. It's leadership. And that's and that's you gotta you gotta hold somebody accountable. And I think that's what, what Derek says is that, you know, I'm gonna be that guy to hold you accountable. And and that's what we need more and, of. And you he's know? walking the talk, he's living yep. it, he's yep. doing it himself. What did he tell those guys? Just know that if you're not doing these things, just know that I am. Just know that somebody else is going to, someone that wants your job is going to be doing it. Right. And if anything, I'm going to be the one that's going to be doing it too. So I, look, I can't applaud it enough. I'm a student of leadership, man. It is, it is uh, my passion uh, outside of, of podcasting and my real life work. Uh, I, I, I am, uh, you know, a, a student of, of leadership and organizations and this Ladies and gentlemen, this is leadership on display. You can we can discuss the performance on the uh, in between the lines performance of Derek Carr till the cows come home, and that's and it's all fair criticism. Uh, but in terms of what he does outside of the uniform, when terms of things like this, this is the exact thing that you want for your quarterback and a leader of your football team. And, Absolutely, and he is to be applauded. So, anyways, we we ended up talking about that a little more than than I had planned, and that was an awesome conversation. So I didn't want to uh, cut that short. Thank you, Mosh, for that uh, awesome insight there, and I uh, hope you guys like that. All right, so we're gonna end this uh, segment on a on a fun note, and uh, Mosh. The president of the Raider Nation is who? Woo! Ice Cube, baby. Ice Cube's president of the Raider Nation by far. Uh, you guys know we love Ice Cube. We love the Rich Eisen show. And uh, here they uh, they met up this week, and Cube uh, made an appearance on Rich Eisen show. And, of course, Rich asked him about the Raiders. A certain mold of go-getters, great guys on and off the field. Mm-hmm. It looks like this year is going to be better. Would you agree with that, Cube? I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach. Um, you know, you you got to give a man more than one year to rebuild a team. So, you know, he's the coach. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna give him the time to rebuild the team. You know, I think, you know, I'll be happy with. I would love eight and eight this year. You would sign for eight and eight. <laughs> I would if love I gave eight, eight and eight. Right yes, now. I would love eight and eight, um, or better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you know, I got you got to give you got to give him more than one year to really turn this thing all the way around. What do you think of Brown? What do you think of AB? Love, love his attitude. You know, he always shows up to play. And um, man, Raiders, you gotta gotta have somebody shaking it up in there, man. You can't have like a standard Raider team with no f- personality or flavor. 
I could not agree with him anymore. <laughs> I could not agree with him anymore. We're going to talk about Richie Incognito, who was assigned Flavor. Uh, this week. Right? <laughs> like, I love it. Like, that's the spirit of the Raiders, right? Is to have these personalities in, 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 the, in the building. And so I, I think it's great. And uh, I definitely echo what, what Cube sentiments are there. Uncle Mosh, let me shout out the chat, and then we'll get on to the next segment here. I appreciate everybody joining us live on YouTube.com slash uh, Murph's Fan Cave. I can't scroll up, but uh, Freddie Chavez is in there. Three Ring Raiders, Haley Mew, Monster Mash Ken, Eye Patch, uh, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Raider Homer, the Big Easy, the Stackanova's in there. Did I say Monster Mash Ken yet? Uh, Octavio was in there. Uh, Pirate nineteen seventy five, Freddie Chavez. Man, a lot of lot of action in there in the chat room this week, and appreciate you guys checking us out. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. All right. Love us some Phil Villapiano and uh, perfect lead in, Uncle Mosh, to this next segment. Thank you. And thank uh, you. so this segment is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we love the history of our football team, and we love to debate, discuss, uh, review, you name it. The history of this team is is, is a great one, uh, one of the richest in all of sports, let alone football in the NFL. And so this week, uh, a topic came up on the Dan Patrick Show, and I'm a, uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of that show. I have it on in my office every day when I work at home. And uh, one of the, the subjects that they had on the show this week where they were talking about athletes that changed their sport. So uh, basically it was, you know, you look at, uh, you know, uh, Lawrence Taylor, uh, Jackie Robinson, Lou Alcindor, like uh, players that came in and actually changed the way that the game is played or changed the entire, you know, dynamic of the sport from their point sure. forward. Okay. So I thought, well, let's do that and put a Raiders spin on it. All so, right. I put out a, a message on our on our uh, Facebook page, and uh, and I and I wrote this. Uh, so on Dan Patrick, they're talking about players that changed their game. How about it, Raider Nation? Tell us the players you think changed the Raiders, not the coaches, not Al Davis, just the players that changed the team forever. Leave us some cool answers, and we'll talk about the best ones on the next episode of Raiders Fan Radio. So uh, I have mine. And uh, I'm going to ask Mosh his, and he's also going to tell us about some of the ones uh, that, that some of the answers that we got chat room. We want to hear yours, but let me make sure I define this. Cause I want to make sure that, that, and, and it's sometimes in, in text, it's hard to describe what we're looking for. Who changed the Raiders? I don't mean like played well or, you know, whatever. I mean, changed the team from their point forward so you know like like jamarcus russell is not a positive answer but he is an answer because he changed the face of the organization for like a five-year period and arguably these effects still last to today so that's the kind of stuff we're looking for like impact like like things that actually change the way that the Raiders are the Raiders. So that was the spirit behind it. Uncle Mosh, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the answers we got and then, and also want to hear yours as well. Okay. So you want to do yours and mine first, then go into what the fa the fans well, have mine, said. Mine's got some audio behind it. So why don't we, you want to do yours, then, then do the fans. And then, all right, and let, then me go mine. Mine. Yeah. let me give you mine. Let me give you mine. So, so my pick, the guy that changed the Raiders he changed the Raiders in a way that no player or no fan 
can ever eclipse what he's done. Ooh, like so, it. So how does a player and a fan, how can they be in the same, the same gist? How can they be in the same thing? Because I'll tell you why. Okay. Because you and I know about the Heidi game. Yeah. We know about the immaculate reception. Deception. Deception. We know about the sea of hands that goes to the post, the holy roller, red right 88, and playing in Super Bowls in 1960s, 1970s, and 1980s. But only one man has ever done that. I like it. One man, Gene Upshaw. And then when he retires from that, he becomes the president of the union. Boom. And brings the union to a whole nother level. He brought his play. He brought his his ability. Uh, uh, Somebody said about Upshaw, uh, uh, I think it was, I think it was, uh, gosh, I can't remember where it was. Madden said uh, nobody ever played. Uh, Art Shell said the meanest offensive lineman to ever play. Art Shell said that. A guy that played next to him for next however to many him years. For however many years, 13 years or whatever it was. I'm sorry. There is That's a great nobody answer. Can, I mean, I don't remember. I, re, I remember Heidi, the Heidi Bowl, but I was a kid. I was a little guy, okay? Yeah, I remember 68, yeah. Yeah, and and I I'm 10 years old at that 9 years old whatever it was at that time. You know, uh, these other ones, the ones that came later, the immaculate deception, the sea of hands goes to the post. I remember seeing those, but but a lot of those memories are still photos, you know? <laughs> they're no longer they're <laughs> yeah. no longer scrolling through. They're yeah. in black and white, you know? <laughs> but this guy to have played in those to be the first ever to play in a Super Bowl in three different decades. And he changed, and that's and what I love so much about your answer is that, and you could even throw Shell in there partially as well because of what he did off the field when he when Shell began his coaching career, uh, and then what Shell or what Upshaw did when he when he took over the players' union. You're right, and that's the kind of like the Raiders played offensive line different on that line when it was Shell and Upshaw and Bueller and Dalby and you know a Big Fella Dave Vela and all those guys. They played offensive line different. They used to. I remember hearing uh, uh, interviews with Upshaw where he would he would like he would tell Kenny like in the huddle, "Hey man, bounce around back here or something. At least make it look like your something's going on." Because Stabler would drop back and just stand there flat footed. Right. The protection right. would be so. Look, I'm getting chills. He would. They would. The protection would be so good, especially from that side from Shell and Upshaw. Stabler didn't even have to move around. He would they, just stand there in the pocket. And just kind of look around like this, and then boop, hit bullet. Murph, think was- about the guys he played with. Think about the guys he made look good from 1967 to 1980. Oh my gosh! Yeah, from his all those first running Super- backs, from his first Super yes. Bowl to his last yes. Super Bowl. Yes. My goodness, the entire decade of the 70s. Yeah, that's a great one, Mosh. Jeez, and that guy's on the team. He's made. The- Oh, that's a great crazy. one. I love it. I love it. I love it. Much, much love to Gene Upshop. Somebody, frankly, we haven't talked enough about on this show. Absolutely. That's a great call, man. Great answer. Great answer. All right. So uh, uh, before we get to mine, let's hear some of the stuff, some of the feedback we got uh, on the on the Facebook page. Okay, we got some good so, ones in there. So we had, we had some good ones. Marcus Allen. 
Change the Raiders. Marcus Allen running with the night. Black Sunday. Super Bowl MVP. That's a great answer. Good answer. Uh, Billy Cannon. The uh, 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 interesting. Okay. The, the first Heisman Trophy winner. All right. Okay. Uh, Bo Jackson. Bo definitely. He embodied. Bo, yes. He embodied the Los Angeles Raiders. Like that. That I'm. I'm down with that. That changed how. And now. And 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 here's what else too. The, on the negative side of it, when he got hurt, we, the Raiders were so sold out for Bo Jackson. The one he got hurt, it set them back. Right, right, it right. Set right. them back. It kept yeah. So that's a that's a good answer. Uh, and then a group, the Soul Patrol. How, talk about change the game. Yeah, the freaking Soul, Soul Patrol. Patrol. Tatum, Tatum. Oh yeah. You uh, know, um, you got any more? Because yeah, Tatum, Tatum's some, a, almost a lead into mine. So go ahead. Howie Long, Jamarcus Russell, uh, uh, Lester Hay. Of course, we yeah we said that. Um, but, Give us some names, too, the, the folks that were... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Cody Clements sent that. Brent Sterling sent that. Uh, Matt Santini. Dale Roberts sent in Howie Long. Uh, Keelan Elliott. Jamarcus Russell. Uh, Jasondon Hunter. Um, here's, here's one. The, uh, Jason Dean Hunter, when Seawood came back, he changed the culture and held players accountable. I didn't know it, but he gave us... Uh, you know, he didn't give us too many wins, but he was a gamer. That was one of the first ones that yep, popped into yep, my head. Yep. Charles Woodson two definitely changed because the Raiders were they were, it was it was some rough times, and Chuck coming back like almost like legitimized the Raiders again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he was Charles freaking Woodson man, and the fact that he would come back to the Raiders like almost like elevated us and made it attractive for and, other players and, to want to come back. And to there's the a lot of folks that are throwing some stuff in there that. People that that helped propel us to the next level. La Monica, Blanda, you know Blanda's these, these guys yeah. that 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 helped to take us. Uh, Ray Guy, how can there is so many? Who said that one? Uh, I don't. Uh, I got uh, 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 CJ. CJ DeQuarto. Yes, want to say DeCorto. that right? CJ DeQuarto. That is a freaking great one because that. Okay, now if we're talking about players that changed the organization, changed the way. Literally, that the are the team's approach to this day on special teams. That tone was set by Ray Guy. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's so there's, but so you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like our Mount Rushmore. Yeah, you know, you yeah. can't you can't narrow it down to four. And as much as my rant about Gene Upshaw was validated and was and was legit, you know, he had you know. Can you can you say that it's this one guy or this one group or this you know uh, the reason I went with him is because he he spanned three decades, you know right. from the sixties seventies and eighties you know I mean I don't know yeah I know that was a good and I and, and so in terms Jan, Janikowski there's another one there's another for, you know Janikowski's sixteen a, years eighteen years however long he was with yeah, us yeah it's a very good one you know and you know getting drafted as high as he did yeah. much like guy that definitely changed the face of the organization um, by by total votes or submissions Charles Woodson number two is the winner um uh, that's that's who we we got the the most feedback from uh, I believe Ron had that one in there. Um, Lance Pitzer had that one. Uh, some Candy Stablers, some Soul Patrols, some a lot of Tim Brown. Um, some great feedback, y'all. Oh, that sure. Was- uh, the Big Easy says that Matt Millen played every game like it was his last, and go. he Matt- absolutely did. Matt Millen was a great one. Set the tone for the for those offenses in the in the earlier part of the eighties. Uh, all right, so let me give you mine. So um, the when I when I first thought of this, 
the first player that popped into my head was Jack Tatum. And the reason that Jack Tatum popped into my head was because I thought that when you think about the legacy of the Raiders, the mystique of the Raiders, the you know what encompasses the Raiders on the field is the is is the grit, it's the toughness, it's the you know playing to the echo of the whistle, you know uh, whether it was guys like Villapiano or whoever, it was that you know pushing the edge, pushing the rules, you know seeing what you could get away with, um, getting in other people's heads, like that was what Jack Tatum, the 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 the, the menacing, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know the the mystique of him as a, as a player, his name, nickname of assassin, like people were afraid of him. Right. And so that was the first person that popped into my head, but he's not my answer. And I'll tell you why is that there was another guy that did that before Tatum. Now Tatum played a different position, but there was another guy that did a very similar, um, thing with his career and a similar approach, but he did it back in the sixties and kind of set the tone, I think for the Raiders. And I think really set the tone for Madden to allow this type of mentality and approach to the game to thrive in the team. So my pick is number 83, big Ben Davidson. Nice. So Ben Davidson is my choice because Davidson set the tone in the sixties for what the Raiders were going to become until this day today. He played with that reckless abandon. He attacked people's heads. He was going to hit you well after. He didn't even play to the echo of the whistle. He played until there's, <laughs> there's everybody's in the huddle. Until their mamas are, you know what I mean, opening their car door, getting ready to leave to go home. He's hitting people. They invented Mosh a rule to accommodate the late hits that Ben Davidson would lay on people. So there's, I got the, the copy of the rule right here. This is in the modern day rule book of the NFL, section 12, or rule 12, section 2, article 6G. No unnecessarily running, diving into, cutting, or throwing the body <laughs> against, on, or a player who is out of the play or should not have reasonably anticipated such contact by an opponent before or after the ball is dead. Okay. That is because in 1970, Big Ben Davidson, after the Chiefs quarterback, Lenny Dawson, got a first down and essentially sealing the game because all they had to do was run out the clock at that point, Big Ben comes diving in and punches the crown of his helmet into the lower back of Len Dawson. A big giant fight ensues. Both benches clear. They get offsetting penalties. The Chiefs have to go for it again on third down. Don't convert it. Punt the ball back to the Raiders. We go down and score. Raiders win. Like... That's like that is the that is the complete embodiment of what that whole, you know, pushing the rules, pushing the boundaries, that is what the Raiders became and it was all due to Big Ben Davidson. Now look. And that's why we hate the Chiefs to And that's this why day. we hate yeah. the Chiefs. Now look, I've got I'm not a big fan of playing big giant long audio clips on this show, but I found an amazing NFL Films clip of Ben Davidson. I've cut this thing way down, but it's still about four minutes long. Uh, but this, it's because it's gold. So for those of you that aren't familiar with Ben's career, uh, aren't familiar with maybe some of those those Raiders teams in the late 60s, this is absolutely, it's, 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 it's amazing stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. This is Ben Davidson. The former silver screen barbarian played like one when he was with the Oakland Raiders from 1964 to 1971. He was a three-time AFL All-Star. 
and earned a reputation as the most notorious villain on the league's most intimidating team. Oh, my God, he bust some helmets. He has bust some helmets. And plus, he was a showman also. The handlebar mustache. I just uh, grew that, and it was no attempt to look menacing. I uh, hope my play was menacing enough. It was, especially after the whistle. If you make a tackle and Ben is not laying next to you, duck. Because here comes Ben. <laughs> ben would hit the quarterback while he was getting in the car with his girlfriend after the ball game. That was not a late hit to Ben. Davidson was also fond of leg whips and spearing. That's just the way I was taught to play football, tackle with your head. And we did do a lot of neck exercises uh, to make sure we didn't hurt ourselves. As if that was the main concern. Anyway, it worked out for me. Come on, Ben, hit him anyway! There's Upshaw. Come on, Ben, yep. let's go! Yep. And we were penalized a lot. <laughs> we had games where we get 200 yards of penalties. And Ben would have 75 or 80 of them. This is the play. Big Ben became a folk hero. Nowadays, quarterbacks are protected like endangered animals. No tackling low, no driving into the ground, and absolutely no hits to the head. I don't think I'd make it in the NFL today. This was Ben specially. In my defense, uh, that was legal. And if you hit a quarterback in the face, there was no penalty for that. And knocked him down, that was a tackle. So uh, life was simpler in the old days. <laughs> Joe Namath had talked about how we were dirty players and this and that. I uh, always felt that Oakland's defense wasn't quite as strong as Kansas City's defense. So I would rather, offensively speaking, play against Oakland. So we get to the game, Ben hits him. And he hits him so hard, I thought the guy was dead. So that next year, we go to play him, and they station a referee behind the quarterback, and he starts yelling, lay off. Don't touch him, leave him alone. I mean, that's not their job. Their job is to throw a flag after you uh, whack him, not to uh, tell you not to. One time down, you were down in the end, the end zone. Yeah. Davidson came at you, and he could have got the hell out of you. Then. Oh, he he just, the referee was he right there telling him, stop, 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 stop. He, the ball was gone. Pansy he could have wrapped. I wish he yeah. would have. That's 15 yards. Davidson came to embody the early Raiders mystique, a surly band of rogues who pushed the league's rules and even the team's owner to the limit. This is funny. Tying up Al Davidson's son one day, uh, actually taped him up, made a mummy out of him and left him there between morning practice and afternoon practice in Santa Rosa, taped up, and uh, it's a wonder he didn't die. But Banda liked that kind of stuff. He thought, look, look at them. They're ready. They're getting ready to play. Look what they've done to the owner's son. So... Uh, <laughs> he excelled in an era of football when villainy trumped ordinary, when it was good to be bad. Ben was one of the first to realize this and capitalize on it. While Davidson's enormous stature did not get him into the Hall of Fame, he did have a hand in the induction of others. Yeah, I know I go into the Hall of Fame as a coach, and I know that I go into the Hall of Fame because of my players and what they did. All my players that are out there, stand up, my family, stand up, stand up. 
Just take your day. Remember Big Ben Davidson. You remember all these guys. I mean, I mean Fred Blitnikoff, the whole, the whole thing, Big Ben Davidson there. I mean, no, no, stand up. Stand up, Ben. You, 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 stand up. Enjoy the moment. This is ours. A whole bunch of you. I love you. Thank you very, very much. That's the best. That's the best right there. Isn't that great? Coach John Madden, when he went in the Hall of Fame, said he'd never really had a job, never really had to work in his life. He's always gotten to do fun things, and I'm kind of the same way. Always figured anything I got out of football was all pretty much a gift. Everything worked out in the long run. I had some fun in life and got to do a lot of interesting things. Mosh, I, he's the guy. He's the, To me, that, that awesome. is the guy that absolutely embodies the spirit of the Oakland Raiders and changed the way the team plays, the way the team is uh, marketed, the way that the team, everything about the Raiders is, I think, on the field because of Ben. Because he taped up Mark Davis <laughs> and left him there. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? Man, I wish there was a picture of that. Oh, my gosh. I know. Uh, right? Good yeah, pick, Murph. Yeah. Good pick. Thank you. What are we doing? See fans. Oh, my gosh. I, I messed up. Sorry about that. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. It is. All right, so here on Raiders Fan Radio, our favorite part of our show is the Sea of Fans mailbag. There are two ways you can get in touch with the show. That is by calling us and leaving us a voicemail at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Or you can email us, show at RaidersFanRadio.com and send us a message that way. And, uh, you know, as much as I love the Facebook messages and the, the Twitter messages and the Twitter DMs and the Instagram messages and all that... It's real tough. That's why we brought on Swag Jeff is to help out with our social media. If you want to get a message to us or you want to get a message to Raider Nation, even if it's asking us a question about what we think about a player or a move or whatever, the best way to do that is uh, is to do it here on the Sea of Fans mailbag. So please uh, utilize that. And and frankly, it gives a way for, uh, for everybody else to hear from you as well. Uh, so we appreciate those, those other communications, but the best way is to hit us up on the Sea of Fans mailbag. And so... Uh, uh, Mosh, we have a, a, a thing we call around here called uh, a, a made man or a made woman, and that is when you call the show and you leave your message three times, and we play it on the show, you become a made man. That's why our shirts say Get Made on them, as you see behind Uncle Mosh there. Uh, of course, and you can buy one of those Get Made shirts at RaidersFanRadio.com slash t-shirts. Um, so you become a made man. Well, every crew needs a captain. Or a That's capo. Right. That's right. Right? And so uh, the made man of the made men is uh, is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. And so we always feature in our CF fans mailbag. Uh, our opening segment is from the capo. So let's hear from him. <laughs> Greetings, Don Murph, Consigliere and Spotlight Award-winning Best Director, Uncle Mosh. Aww. Underboss Sonny, Little Murph, Nation, Aaron Q-Dog Raider, your capo, coming to you from the great state of Texas. Uh, John Gruden was out there recently, and he spoke to NBC Sports' Peter King, giving copy out there, talking about Vontez Berfic and, uh, of course, A.B. and their relationship. Remaster Gruden went on to say that, hey, they're good. They even played a game of Family Feud. Now, he said that <laughs> June, May, April, these are the months that it's all. 
I'm sorry. I'm going to stop it real quick. When Aaron in Aaron's call, it, it kind of dipped out. I think he was maybe had a bad cell signal for a moment. And so if it sounds like it jumps around a couple times, that's why it's not him. It was me. I edited it together. So oh, there gotcha. was the, okay. Gotcha. So just, just to let you know. Almost like church. Uh, everybody gets a chance to stand up, shake hands. It's John. John doesn't get a chance to know Paul. So on and so forth. There was a black team, silver team, and they had perfect and Brown uh, on the same team. And, you know, they ended up winning. I think one of the questions uh, quoted of uh, Chucky was, uh, it was a hell of a game. One of the questions was, of course, uh, these guys were talking about Nike and Wrangler. These guys don't know really? shit about fashion. <laughs> but they did great. Got some laughs these days. you got to think outside the box. Let there be detente in the building. Uh, Raiders left tackle Colton Miller up 18 pounds says he's expected to play better and will be better this year. But you know what? After playing hurt last year, we'll see how this goes. Apparently, free agent signee Trent Brown is going to move to right tackle. Looks like uh, Colton Miller is going to have to live out his creed and be that left tackle we want him to be. Uh, Chucky, you know, he wasn't done giving up quotes remarking about second-year behemoth Brandon Marker. Well, he's another guy that came back stronger. You know what? He came back married. He's back heavier, you know. And they might even give him a flyer at left guard. I find that ironic. I mean, he's 6'8", and that's awful tall for a guard, but hashtag Fire Cable once took the 6'7", Robert Gallery, and made him a serviceable guard, so we'll see. Speaking of guards, uh, you know, there's been a little hay made in the uh, news recently about Richie. Um, I'll pop the trunk of my dad's funeral, Incognito, if that's his real name. I mean, seriously, Incognito is now a Raider on a one-year show-me deal. <sighs> After two off-season arrests, I don't know how this is going to go. Looks like suspensions are coming you know Goodell we can't stand him but he can't stand us worse uh today is Wednesday May 29th and Nick Bosa is already out with an injured hammy hey way to make the 49ers great again jackass <laughs> oh Adam Pacman Jones announced his retirement from the NFL and scripples worldwide are, are giving a, a, a booty clap in silence for his departure Chris Long Son of Howie Long, Raider great, announced his retirement and admitted that he hit the chronic. Imagine that. Why did he, we ever fail to make this guy a Raider again? I simply don't understand. The hit list, short and sweet, Johnny Townsend, Hunter, Florida. But more seriously, Ben Roethlisberger's apology to AB. Tap that. Double tap that. The hell with Roethlisberger. And on a very, very sincere note and respect given to the boy wonder, B-Dog, in a pasture. Who graduated from high school this May? Woo! Congratulations, B Dog. Good to job, go, B Dog. Awesome, awesome, and great call from Aaron. Man, when he when he busted out with Adam Pacman Jones and Scrippers with her booty clap, <laughs> booty clap on the silence. You're the best, Aaron. That's so good. Oh my so good. gosh! All right, so that we heard from our oh. capo. So Uncle Mosh, the other uh, the other guy we typically kick off the show uh, or this segment with is uh, is Paul. And now Paul is in uh, in Shropshire, England, in the UK. Uh, we joke that he is in uh, Shropshire, Mississippi, because he is west of Birmingham. Uh, and so, uh, but, so we we uh, often. Uh, what am I? I'm messing up here. You're just you're just trying to say that we 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 kid about that. And, yes, thank and, you. And we have fun with that. We have fun with that. We have a lot of fun with Paul, and Paul is a man of many hats. He's a man of many titles oh now, uh, but he's only got one name, Mosh. He's got one first name, and that is Paul. And you know, and everybody knows him as, hey, it's Paul. It's Paul. And you know, I don't know why, man. Sometimes things just pop into my head, and I thought, you know what would be fun? 
To, What's that? Let's give Paul his own like intro. Like, like we had an intro. We have one for Aaron, right? For Capo that, that we have that we'll, we'll play once in a while. And I thought once in a while it'd be fun to play a, an intro for Paul. And so I thought, what, what better than just to have 30 seconds of Paul? I love it. Paul! 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 that paul so there you go the, the, uh, paul the men of many hats uncle mosh so um, so you want to hear what paul has to say well i was gonna talk there was something uh real quick in the chat someone asked about uh well Mar- murph and mosh will there be murph's fan cave instagram page maybe uh we'll get with with swag jeff on that but there already is a raiders fan radio instagram you can find us there and and give us a follow there Okay, Yeah. good. Right. So, so anyway, back to Paul. So Paul says, hey, evening, fellas. Hope all is well. To start with this week, Murph posed a question on Twitter, what we just talked about, uh, and who the player was that changed the team. Recently, I think Marshawn Lynch changed our running game and uh, dynamic completely. Monster Mash Ken called it perfectly on Twitter, so I don't steal his comments, as I'm sure he'll be in touch himself. I believe one of the most influential Raiders of recent times has been Charles Woodson. The way the man handled himself on and off the field has set a benchmark for all future Raider DBs. Good call. Uh, While I was reading some Raiders articles recently, I came across a bleacher report that applies to this question. So I'd also like to add old man Willie Brown and Kent McClellan. Excuse me. Kent McClellan? Kent McClellan who were the originators of the bump-and-run defense. Oh, Good call. Good call. I, I love like the that. double That's bubble good... on that yeah. with Willie Brown and Kent. Yeah. So not only did they influence the Raiders, they changed the defense mindset yes. of the game. Yes. That, really, that was a well-thought-out. That's thought the spirit out... of the question there. Yeah. That's perfect, Paul. Good I job. I guess the biggest piece of news to hit the last 24 hours has been the signing of Richie. I was a little concerned as to what this might do to the locker room, given his well-publicized personal issues, but I trust the Gruden-Mayock decision-making process, so if they're happy, then so am I. I would hope the rest of the guys will welcome him and move forward, as he's a real beast that fills a need on the team, and as Mr. Mayock says, you can't have all Boy Scouts. Yep. Good call. Good Holy mackerel. Yeah. I would also uh, be a little hypocritical, to love and adore our badasses of the past, then not let this guy have a fair crack at redemption. Let's face it, he's been <clears throat> he's been a captain on the 70s team, and there's a lot he needs to get through before the season starts, so let's see what happens. Following the sad passing of Bart Starr earlier this week, I was reading a few articles about how much he was looked up to by so many people, and a few reporters said he was the only player they wished they had played for their team. So there's a question for you guys. Which player from another team did you always wish had played for the Raiders? Ooh. Mine was Walter Payton. Oh, good Holy one. Mackle. Paul, a, Paul is on fire Paul's today. On fire. That's a freaking amazing question. All right, yeah. I'm going to write that down because I want to put a pin in a couple things. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Finally, during episode 129, I was given the title of the Sizzler Scorekeeper. <laughs> 
It's always an honor to be given a title, and I've been called a little, a lot worse. <laughs> Haven't we all, Paul? <laughs> However, it does seem to me that such a title has to be earned, so I've decided that I'll go back through the archives of the show and find out just who is leading the Sizzler. Oh, my gosh. In fact, I've already started the process, and I'll let you know what I find out. Very cool, man. <laughs> you rock, Paul. My emails in the future may become shorter as the signature line will take up most of the room. <laughs> Love you, Raider Nation. Regards. And here's his signature line. All right. Paul Egerton, the Sizzler scorekeeper from Shropshire, Mississippi, proud maiden man, one-time winner of the Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler. That was a good paragraph and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Paul. Man, so some awesome questions. All right, so I gotta, uh, we're going we're gonna to run short on time, so I'll keep my answers brief. But uh, I would say this, Mosh, in terms of the in- Richie Incognito signing, uh, I love it, and I love it because not only does it fill a need, but every goal scorer Needs an enforcer. Yep. To every Wayne Gretzky, yep. there's a Marty McSorley, and just let somebody go over there and pull a Ben Davidson on Derek oh, Carr now. Oh, you yeah. just let somebody go over there and mess with DC. Richie Incognito is going to be all up in there. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I love that about this signing. That That is a guy that it, you want to talk about bringing some grit, bringing some scrap, bringing some attitude. That's the kind of guy that you want to have influencing Colton Miller, Brandon Parker, right? And I think it's a nice contrast to the more stoic, quiet leadership of a Rodney Hudson, who's not that guy. He's the best player at his position on our football team, but he's not that kind of like, you know, borderline crazy tough guy that incognito is so i think it's a good balance i like it i'm a big fan of it what do you think i do i i agree uh I, you know you gotta have somebody and 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 that's part of that that what i was talking about earlier building your weapons you've got to have that weapon you've got to have that guy that's gonna that's gonna back your play every time oh, you know yeah, yeah. and he's and that's him man Absolutely. That's a good one. So the other question he asked there, and and I'm going to run risk of getting wordy on this one, so I'm going to keep it brief. Cut me off, Mosh, if I start rambling. Player to have been in the league that I would have liked to have seen be a Raider. All right, now, Mosh knows this. Those of you listening may not know. My all-time favorite non-Raider is Dan Marino. I was a huge fan of Marino as a kid. The Raiders moved to L.A., kind of broke our hearts a little bit. We started looking at other players to root for, teams to root for. They played the Niners in the Super Bowl. We hate the Niners. I rooted for Dan Marino. So I, I kind of followed his career for a while after that. And, in fact, behind Uncle Mosh over there, there's an autographed picture of Dan Marino that I got when I was, like, 13 years old or something like that. Over here, Yeah, right there behind you, underneath the Welcome to Vegas sign. Anyways, so I'm a big fan of Marino. But Marino was drafted in 1983. Now, Don Mosbar was selected by the Raiders right before Miami took uh, uh, Dan Marino. Um, so we missed him by literally one pick. But look, the Raiders didn't need a quarterback back then. And in fact, we won the Super Bowl in the year that he was drafted. So it wasn't like there was a pressing need. So I'm not going to pick Marino. I'm going to pick my other favorite player, and I'm a big quarterback guy, my other favorite player that's a non-Raider, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Now, in 2005, if you rewind the Wayback Machine to then, we weren't very good. Kerry Collins was our quarterback at 32 years old. Rich Cannon was 39, barely playing because he was so beat up from concussions. We needed a quarterback, and the Raiders selected at 26, Fabian Washington, cornerback. Who? Who? Yeah, exactly, and the Packers took Aaron Rodgers, Bay Area guy. I think 
that would have been to this day. Think about what the Raiders would look like today in 2019 if we pull the trigger on Aaron Rodgers back in 2005. Now, I'm adding a little bit of a caveat into your uh, question, Paul, for players that I would have liked to have seen be Raiders, but I'm picking that because not only did we have a shot at him, we missed him, and it still, to this day, would have been amazing to have Aaron Rodgers in silver and black. What ooh, do you think, Mike? Ooh, that would have been amazing. It would it would have changed the whole complexion of, you know, but then, hey, then we would have been talking about all the Super Bowls we won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's easy to say, like, you know, oh, Lawrence Taylor, or you think, oh, about, like, yeah, you think yeah. about the greatest players of all time. Well, sure, I would have liked to see them be Raiders, but I really like Aaron Rodgers. I think that he would have been a great Raider. Like I said, he's a Barry guy. I went to Chico for crying, or from yeah. Chico. And he, you know what I mean? See, mine was me and, me and Jesse Rosales. We have the same one. Mean Joe Green. Oh. I loved and I and it's from the and I hated him. You hated him. I yeah. hated Joe Green because because he played for the Stinklers, you know? And Stinklers. <laughs> yeah, I just I made that up. That I one. just made it up. That was a good one. Yeah. The Stinklers. But I but I love the guy, man. I mean, he did the Coke commercials, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, but man, he just he everything he embodied would have been just it in, been, in yeah. silver and black. It would have been you know, and how, then, how about him playing right next to your buddy Otis, man? Absolutely. Can you imagine that oh, line? It would have been crazy. With those two and Matuzak and, and, and then Hendricks. My, oh my other God. one from the same era, and I got to go with him, Franco. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, I know. It, yeah. But if but if 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 Phil Villapiano can bury the hatchet, I can bury yeah, the hatchet. Yeah, right. You know, right. I would have loved to have seen how Franco. cool would have been Franco's Italian army there in Oakland. Oh. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. uh, good one, Mosh. I like. Exactly. I hate they're both Steelers, but I, I do get, too. But I get why you. But yeah, yeah but, but you sense. know who I would have loved to have seen back in the day. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Good call. Good hey, call, so Mosh. so we're a little we're we're kind of pressed on time. Yes. I, I want to thank Ben for his for his uh, his email. Yeah. Uh, Ben's a vet, and he he talks. He sent an email, and he talks about that, and he and and he uh, he goes on to say how excited he is about the Raiders coming, and he lives in Vegas, and he's he's. Uh, He's fired up. He thinks that Tom Cable bought the house down the block. <laughs> oh, uh, cool! Yeah, cool. so he's you know he he just he, send he, us pictures. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I want you go pictures. to barbecues at Tom Cable's house. <laughs> send us pictures. But he uh, he did. He he sent a great email in here. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate that, Ben. Thanks for your service. And uh, sorry we're we're running so short on time, but we did get it. We did read it, and we appreciate you sending that in. All right, thank you very much, Ben. And Mosh, you said it. You called it. We're running short, so let's jump into it. Rev Raider, what's going on, Murphy and Uncle Mosh? This is Rev Raider calling back from Jersey again. Um, before I get started, I just wanted to give a shout out and rest in peace to a super fan from the Buffalo Mafia. I know he's not a Raider, but there's some great super fans out there, and he was one of them, um, Pancho Villa, and um, he just recently died of cancer at age 39. So, like, that kind of hit home, me, me having family who's died of cancer and me just turning 40, you know, so we were basically almost the same age. Um, but rest in peace to him. But um, I just wanted to talk about uh, what they were talking about recently with Derek Carr, and a lot of people keep talking about this whole dink and dunk. I don't think people really watch football. I mean, <laughs> if you pay attention, prior to last year, he wasn't dinking and dunking, you know. 
he was he was moving the ball, throwing the ball, doing what we had to do, you know, like like most quarterbacks should. Last year, of course, he's going to be digging and dunking. Like, he didn't have any time to throw. I mean, some people say he should have ran and stuff like that, but the lack of time to throw the ball, of course he's going to throw it quick, wouldn't you? You know. Um, also, I was uh, also listening to the news about um, Trent Brown going to right tackle as opposed to left. Um, some people might have an issue with it. I actually don't uh, because, like, a lot of people have been um, analyzing this, too. And um, I've been watching the film. Like a lot of a lot of um, Derek Carr's sacks actually came from the right side last year. Um, and if you pay attention to players like Khalil Mack, especially Khalil Mack or Von Miller, but um, Khalil Mack, whenever he makes these big plays, his biggest plays where he's one on one with somebody, he's usually coming from the offense's right side or defense's left side, and he's usually coming straight on. Whenever he goes to the opposite side, he's usually doing a twist um, stunt type play whenever he's making a big play. So I think him being on the right side makes a lot of sense. Um, So I don't have any complaints about it. But uh, that's just what was on my mind real quick. Like, uh, that's it. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, great call there from Rev. And, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, we echo our condolences, uh, RIP to Pancho Bia. Uh, I know that the Villapiano family uh, knew him and because, of course, you know, Phil went on to play for the Bills after the Raiders. And and uh, so uh, they, they were uh, uh, definitely out there um, uh, sending out their respects. And so much respect from from us here at, uh, at Raiders Fan Radio as well. And ca- uh, cancer has unfortunately ravaged our family Absolutely. In, in, in many, many ways. And so uh, uh, we definitely uh, – uh, feel that and, uh, and and express our, our sympathies there. Um, uh, so in the chat, uh, uh, Q Dog mentioned Reggie White as far as players he oh, would like to see nice. race. That's a great answer. Uh, good job there. Uh, and then also on Rev's comments about uh, uh, switching sides, going from uh, left tackle to right tackle. I agree, and and that's really what defenses have become with these hybrid fronts and these. They overload one side. They have guys moving around all over the place, up and down the, the line of scrimmage. And so, yes, you have to have uh, a right tackle. The old days of the right tackle being your run blocker and the left tackle being your pass blocker. Those days are kind of over. over. You, yeah. you need effective pass blockers as both as the as the league has continued to evolve. All right, so great job there, Rev Raider. Um, okay, Uncle Mosh, we're going to go next up to uh, Seaport Raider. Merv, Uncle Mosh. Your Seaport Raider checking in with y'all. It's been a while since I called in. Uh, I don't got a lot to say, but uh, I was just I was reading on uh, Twitter that uh, apparently the Jets are looking into hiring uh, Mike Mayock's replacement on uh, with like the the draft uh, shows, I guess Daniel Jeremiah. And <laughs> I just find that funny because that when the Raiders hired Mayock, it was like split. Like a lot of people, such like, like I mean, like talking heads like Stephen A. Smith were like, "Oh, he doesn't deserve it. Oh, it's gonna blow up in their face. It's gonna suck or something like that." But then, like, and, and then after the draft, people people kind of shredded our draft, but then they came around because they know they 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 know they it wouldn't last. It's like we know we we know we had a good draft, and then <clears throat> now now they want to now Daniel Jeremiah is, is looking to get about to get hired. By another organization, and people are like, "Oh, this is great! This is amazing!" I'm like, "But when the races did, 
Y'all <laughs> yeah. talk so much mess about us, but it's all right though. <laughs> all right, so guys, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, unfortunately, guys, I got to cut some of these short as we as we're, we're running really tight on time. But uh, yeah, great, great job on the call, Seaport Raider. Continue to call us back. Uh, look forward to hearing from you again. And and I'm with them. There's a lot of talk now about Daniel Jeremiah getting hired uh, out of the out to to a front office position with the Jets. And uh, you know what, Mike Mayock might be one of those guys. We talk about guys that change the way that things are done. He might have been the one to break well, that mold, Mosh. We were talking about players though. Well, yes, yes, but I mean, sure, but sure. in his realm, in, sure. in what he does, yeah, he might be the next one. All right, so uh, Chucktown Raider called us twice this week. Again, we're short on time, so uh, we're going to skip through his first call, but we're going to play his second one. Here's Chucktown Raider. Hey, this is Chucktown Raider calling once again. Uh, hey, on uh, that last call, uh, I let a little politics get into my uh, in, the, in my Raider phone call. I apologize about that. Well, I misspoke okay. the uh, Monday night football games. They don't run that late. I guess uh, what I was, what I meant to talk about was the doubleheader games. We, of course, we always get the late one if it's a doubleheader, especially on Thursday. Uh, those finish up about uh, zero one thirty. But y'all know my pain, man. You know about staying up freaking late to catch a game. When you gotta be, uh, you gotta be back uh, at work early in the morning. For me, it's zero uh, four thirty. I don't know what it is for you guys, but uh, man, it's <laughs> it's tough to watch a game and uh, and then be work uh, uh, that early. But anyways. Uh, uh, thanks once again for y'all, and uh, have a fantastic time. Uh, take care. All right. So he's talking about those late games. You, you went on about a little bit longer in, in his first call. Uh, it's not so bad for us because we're central time, but it was a little jarring for me when I first moved to Tennessee, or actually I moved to Florida first from California. But point being, though, going from – I remember those 10 o'clock games on the, on the West coast. And then if they were playoff games, they started 30 minutes before that right, right, because they right. wanted to give them time to have overtime. So like literally if you're going to go out to a bar to watch a game, it was like 9am and you're eating chicken wings, slugging back Coors lights, like waiting for the playoffs to start. Like now coming out here, and your problems, what with that? Murph? <laughs> and none at all. Murph. I, I, what are you thinking? Oh, there's that dang virtual <laughs> Jeff again. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but I feel you know what I feel for the folks like during the World Series. Oh like, yeah, if you're in, like if you're a Red Sox fan, and like some of these games if they go to extra innings, they don't get over till like one a.m. Like that's terrible, man. Some of these late starts are crazy, and basketballs like that too now, where they're getting these these really really late late games, man. But anyway, so so I'm with you on that. Those double headers. Uh, I don't think I know we're uh, what are we are we opening this week or this year? I don't remember. I need to look at that in the schedule during the next call. But I think we got yeah, I think we're on I Monday. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, next up, we're going to hear from our buddy Beto. You know the city. Raider Beto, you know the city. So I haven't called in a while, about two months. I've been busy with schoolwork, which reminds me, I have an essay to do. Well, beauty of procrastination, <laughs> am I right? So anyway, what is going on with the Raiders? The draft and OTAs have happened. I like the draft, you know. I can't say, you know, Cleveland Farrell is obviously going to be the best at the end or Josh Jacobs is going to lead the league in rushing yards. We have to wait and see until they play the first game of the of the season. You can't crown them yet. You know, what uh, What if, uh, what's this guy, uh, Sarenson Pick, I can't remember his name. What if he becomes the elite superstar, not Cleveland Farrell, you know? So you just got to wait and see, you know. Don't crown him yet. So, you know, I like it. But you know what I like even more? Derek Carr was like, this is my team, and I'm staying. Damn right it is your team. So I don't want to hit no more Derek Carr hitters. I sound like a broken record right now, but, you know, Derek Carr's my quarterback, you know, and he wants to play for the team. Unlike some, you know, Armani Exchange, Cooper, in 89, who's now 19, who 
is in a still trying to get his contract with the Cowboys. So you know, uh-huh. dodge a bullet there. Go but figure. Anyway, just wanted to call in, see how you guys are doing. You know, I'm just doing homework right now. This mess is about to be over. So you know, as always, go Raiders. Stay in school, kids. Good job, Brett. <laughs> Good job, Beto. Appreciate the phone call, as always. And uh, so the Raiders, yeah, we're on Monday Night Football against the Broncos. Duh. I knew that. Uh, so we are going to open up the season this year against the Donks, and it will be a late game. It's a 920 start Ooh. time. I know. It's crazy. So, uh, all right, great job, Beto. Appreciate the phone call. Keep up coming. And uh, next up, Uncle Mosh, we're going to hear from our buddy Mojo in San Diego. Murph, Mosh, Mojo from San Diego, where it never rains. Funny story. It's raining. Driving down the highway, I was going to carve uh, some information in my dashboard. Anyway, yeah, I'm, baby. You know, calling you on my, on my hands-free device here because I almost lost my mind. Some dude in the truck was tailgating me, kind of making his hand signals and acting like a fool. So I thought I was going to have to maybe get into a scrap, man. I, I didn't know what was going on. I got the boys in the truck with me. We're coming home from school and work. Well, then the guy gets around me, and I look, and guess what he's got? He's got a... He's got a Kansas City Queef sticker on the back of his truck. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he saw my nation sticker and wanted to start some crap with me. Uh, cooler heads prevailed. I didn't, because uh, it was raining, I didn't get too crazy on the highway there and act like a fool and jeopardize or, uh, you know, get a chance of getting into a wreck or anything like that. I did uh, I did high beam him uh, for, for college. <laughs> You know, four miles. Uh, and he, he, he knew I was behind him. But uh just uh, made me want to call you guys. I haven't called in in a while. Uh, great off season. Looking forward to the season. Uh, I think we're going to make our way up to the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals game uh, in Oakland this year. It'll be the boys' uh, first and last uh, trip to the Coliseum. Uh, just win, baby. All right, awesome oh, job. We need to change his name to High Beam Mojo. High <laughs> Mojo. So Mojo is a, a leader in the world's greatest Navy and probably could have killed whoever that was with a finger. Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? So probably a, probably a good thing you didn't you didn't stop there. Yeah. Glad cooler heads prevail. But isn't he that might, fun? He might have got to no Q dog real, real well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Great call, Mojo, man. Good to hear from you, my friend. And uh, keep them coming for sure. All right, Uncle Mosh. So you, we got, uh, you got virtual. Jeff and uh, now we got I was just Uncle teacher. Mosh you're the smartest man alive oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> let's hear from him he called in Murph Mosh it's Sam Jeff or should I say Swag Jeff I'm digging the name I love it uh, you know I, I started watching or I started listening to 129 and in the first 10 minutes I owed Mosh a hundred dollars so I wasn't sure what my new nickname was going to be because I had actually texted Murph before the show, hey, what's my new name going to be? And he said, well, listen to the show and you'll find out. So I was afraid it was going to be like Mooch Jeff or something like that. Or, you, know, or, you know, something like that. But, uh, but no, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And, you know, I, I did have to buy a shirt. I tried to get a free shirt, but it didn't happen. I'm glad to support Belitnikov. But this is the second time I'm calling. So even though I already purchased the shirt, I'm going to get a free damn shirt. So I'm going to call back again. Go Raiders. He doesn't know how it works, Mosh. You don't get a free shirt for becoming a maid. Let me explain this to you. Explain it to him. Jeff. 
Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. You don't get a free shirt for being a made man because being a made man is worth a whole lot more. Way more than a shirt. Than a shirt, my brother. Plus, you got you are on staff. Yeah, we you just started a new show. We started a new show, dude. You you're you're on staff. <laughs> you're like you're like Q Dog. You're like you're yeah. like the Capo. You're like like Ron, the Maidenator. You're like 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 Paul. Like Paul. Paul. Thirty got, seconds of Paul. Paul. Thirty seconds of. If Paul. we weren't short on time, I'd play it right now. Paul's got Paul's got a title. He is this. He take. He's a Sizzler monitor. He's a sizzler monitor. <laughs> you know. I mean. <laughs> yeah. He's. I mean. People that. You dude. It's like it's like when the radio station has a contest. Friends and family of the radio station. There you go, exactly. You know, yeah. Cannot win. So keep calling, swag. You keep calling one more keep, time and you become a made no you don't. No, you, no, don't. you don't. No, you, you don't just become one, anything. One more time and people will say, Maybe Mooch Jeff was a good name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next Uncle up. Uncle Mosh, oh you're God. the smartest man alive. Yeah, yeah there, you <laughs> there, go. You, there you go. All right, here we go. Next up we're gonna hear from our buddy Raider Rue. Hey, what's up, Murph? What's up, Uncle Mosh? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Rue from Logan, Utah. Mostly just haven't called in a while, so I wanted to call and say thank you guys for all your coverage during the draft. And Murph, you getting out there and taking some of those videos for us with them setting the stage up and stuff, that was all pretty cool to see. So I appreciate all the work you guys are putting in there for us to get out, give us all this great content to Raider Nation. So I wanted to say a big thank you to you guys. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, and I personally was one of the few that wasn't really – Bummed out with the uh, furrow pick there, number four, myself. I know Monster Match Ken also was pretty excited. But I think him and I were both also kind of excited because we didn't have to worry about it being that one of those quarterbacks anymore. And that was one of the reasons I was excited, but I didn't really expect it either anyways, honestly. But I liked Furl. He was my my first choice for us originally when the whole process started. So when he was the net pick, I was like, oh, a little surprised because it was early just based off of all the talking heads. And draft down this guy thinking he'd go later. But I think he's a great fit, so I was happy with it. Night against the Donkeys. And also be joining you guys out there in uh, East Rutherford, out there to watch the Raiders play the Jets in November. My son and I just booked our, our flight and hotel, so I'll be seeing you guys out there as well. I'm looking forward to meeting as many people as possible. And uh, I'm just excited to see the this new group of Raiders we got play. So I appreciate the, the work again, and keep it up, guys. You're doing an excellent job. Really appreciate it. All right, go Raiders. All right, great job, Raider Rue. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the love. And, uh, man, you got some uh, cool plans for this year. Uh, sounds like going to games, going to the uh, Monday night opener, and then also going to New York. Mosh, I, we, you know, we've uh, we've talked a lot about that New York game, and you're even rocking the uh, New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole Absolutely. shirt tonight. Absolutely. And uh, that's one of the games that we really, really wanted to go to uh, with the Bolitnikoff Foundation stuff going on in the first part of the month. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it or not. If if, if all things, the planets align, we'll be able to go, but we're, not, we're a little more iffy than we were in the past. It's well the, the the way that everything's working out. It's ah, it's it's up in the air right it's now. Up in the air. It's up, it's in, up the air. in the air. We're not going to say definitely yay or nay, but it is up in the air. And if it doesn't work out, hey, there's always a, a weekend junket to Atlantic City. So absolutely, it's not like we're not going to come to Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Not we just like, may yeah. be joining you at the Irish Cottage and, Inn and instead of MetLife so Stadium. So we yeah. might have to have lasagna at the Irish Cottage Inn. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, hey, so real quick in the chat, uh, we were talking about that Jeff getting a free shirt and uh, some folks asking about getting a free shirt. I'll tell you what we are going to do. I do want to do a shirt giveaway. 
but we're going to do a uh, like a t-shirt video to put up on YouTube and uh, you'll have to like it, subscribe to our channel and comment. And if you do those three things, we're going to pick people at random and give away free t-shirts. I didn't even talk to you about that. Yeah. That was an idea that I had. And uh, so we're going to do that. You're going to have a chance to win a free uh, get made Raiders fan radio t-shirt. Uh, stay tuned on that. And, and that'll, uh, and that's going to come after we, after we, we sell off enough to get to our, our, to our, get- our projected, Amount that we want to donate, yes, and then with the, with the extra stuff because we'll, we don't need the money, we don't want the money. We but we will give you know some of that out to yes. you know to people. Absolutely. Uh, and then one last thing too, going back on on swag, Jeff. I said I was going to talk about it, and I kind of missed it. Uh, what we did on that Ben Davidson topic what i did there with the video clip or the video clip with the audio clip right, and right. kind of talked about his lasting impact and all that's the premise of tales from the nation the new show that i'm doing with swag jeff that's kind of the idea we're going to take one topic we're going to take one moment one tale from raider nation and we're going to expand on it it'll be about 15 20 minutes it won't be a long they're not long episodes and they're going to be what we call evergreen content it's not going to be topical as far as what happens today no, no, no. it's going to be so, so you don't have to listen to them in any particular order any particular time the first episode that we did uh, yesterday was on the heidi game so if you want to know about the heidi game you want to know about that tale in raider nation you can click into that show it will be on the Murph's Fan Cave feed, and you can hear about the Heidi game. Uh, Jeff will have some stuff out there on our social media as far as, as submissions. So whatever you want us to do a show on, that's and, and you know it could be the Tuck Rule, it could be winning a Super Bowl, it could be the Holy Roller, it could be whatever. But those tales from Raider Nation—that's the idea about the show, and they're just going to be little quick hits, like I said, like 15, 20 minutes, one topic, and it's it. It was fun, man. We had a really good time doing doing the Heidi game, so you can expect to see that on your Murph's Fan Cave feed. All right, next up, let's hear from our buddy Alex in Tucson. Uncle Mosh, Murph, this is your boy Alex Sandoval from Tucson, Arizona. Um, just calling in today, man, just to talk about the Raiders. Um, it's been a lot since I called, but um, I'm super excited for this week, for this upcoming year, man. Like, it's going to be so... I think it's going to be much improved. I think it's going to be really, really good. I think the way we get going is... Step one, you know, Carr and Gruden have to get on the same page with each other. I think they are. I think they'll uh, be good at executing plays and communicating with each other. And in the box, we have Josh Jacobs and Doug Martin. Um, you know, so we're going to have, a, I think, a really good passing attack and a really good running um, attack to complement it. Um, I'm super excited, though, man. I think it's going to be a really, really good year. I think defense is much improved. Um, I hope you're okay with me giving out the Silver and Black Films Presents. That's a channel on YouTube. We have really, really cool videos. We're okay with it, bud. We're just going to hear Calls back. I'm okay making a baby. So, yeah, man, I'm just really excited for the season. I uh, hope you guys are doing good and can't wait to hear the show. Thanks. Have a good one. Uh, all right, appreciate the phone call, Alex. Yeah, call us back. You kind of broke up there. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what it was. Something I, about I silver and black promotions, maybe something on a YouTube, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We we are uh, we are fans of fandom and 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 all the stuff, all the fan created content, and we don't shy away from uh, from any of that stuff. So we'll be glad to help you promote it. And speaking of that of helping people promote things. Uh, so here on Raiders Fan Radio last year, we did a tagline contest, and the winner of that tagline contest was uh, Emiliano. We call him the Big Raider Trucker, and he won with the tagline, What Happens in Vegas, started in Oakland, and it launched a T-shirt empire, speaking of T-shirts, and uh, which has now spawned a website. And so he That's called amazing. in to tell us about it. 
What's going on, Raider Nation? The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Big Raider Trucker, your Sergeant of Arms. Just want to say, what's going on, fellas? Miss you. I know it's been a long time. We've been going MIA. Let's just say Raider Jeff has me running around. My goodness. Okay, I know i got three minutes, so check this out. One, BigRaiderTrucker.com. That's all I'm going to say. Check it out. Got all your Raider stuff you need. Please, please, please go support. I appreciate it. Also, my goodness, just got the news we signed Richie Incognito, Murph, uh, and Uncle Mars. I know uh, you guys are longtime Raider fans just like myself. I'm going to need the back history of how it was uh, back in the old school days with uh, some of these badass motherfuckers roaming the field because are we kind of getting that same glimpse uh, uh, with uh, A.B., Gruden, Burfecht, and Incognito? Uh, I think it's the writing's on the wall. I think Hard Knocks is all ours. Uh, once again, guys, BigRaiderTrucker.com. Really miss you guys. Uh, more things to come. And, uh, yeah, just wanted to check in. Oh, yeah, also, we need to start a GoFundMe for uh, one Mr. Uh, Suffer to Suffer Cat himself. Uh, Colin Cowherd, he needs a bib. He's drooling everywhere on the show. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Late. He's the man. Good job, Emiliano. Good to hear from him, huh? The sergeant in arms, we call him. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Good stuff, man. Go get a shirt. Those shirts are cool. So, Emiliano, we actually have a video. Speaking of videos about T-shirts, he sent us a couple of those uh, before he ever even started selling them. He just had a couple of shirts made up and uh, sent Mosh and I a couple of them, and they're super cool, man. The logo is great. Uh, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. We still close out our show uh, with that tagline. And other people have picked up on that. We noticed some of that. We There's- should we should have had him trademark it. If he hasn't, he probably needs to. I think to. he's working. I think good, that's the stuff he's good, doing with good. Jeff. Jeff, formerly of DeadPirateSports.com. He's right, the one right. that's kind of helping Emiliano with doing his website. Perfect. And and, he, and, they, and it's more than just that shirt. Like, he's got trucking gear. And it's and this is all him. This is not anything that's that we've done in partner no, with him. We're, or anything. Totally we're just supporting him because he's been a big supporter of ours over the years. And uh, so we definitely want to return the favor. So go check out Big uh, Raider Trucker, uh, dot com. All right, next up, uh, newly made man, Raider Juan. Yeah, how are you doing? This is Raider Juan from Guadalupe, California. Thank you for Uncle Moss and Murph making me a meet man last week. You know, I'm doing a lot better. I could hopefully you can understand me better. I was the day I called, I was doing really, really bad, so I had to go get shots for like five straight days. So for, for my, uh, so I could breathe better. And uh, I just want to now call you guys and thank you. Thank you for all the Raider Nation for putting up with me. And you were asking about a game, you know, that I've gone. I went to the Raiders game in uh, L.A. when they were the L.A. Raiders when uh, when Mike Shanahan got fired. And, um, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were winning the game, and all of a sudden, you know, all we, all we had to do is run off the clock. And Mike Shanahan calls three three straight passes, and so we had to kick the ball. And you know what happened? They canceled. I think it was Kansas City. They go in out there and scored the point to win the game. And so we were we were booing like really really loud. Everybody in the stadium was booing. And you could see in the camera they show Al Davis, and he just put his head down, shaking his head. And two days later, he wasn't the coach of the. LA Raiders anymore. So that that's one of my the one I can remember. And well, thank you everything. Hopefully yeah, I sound better this time. I feel better. And I'm very proud of being a, a mate man. And thank you very much. Go Raiders. 
Absolutely, Raider Juan. Welcome to the family. Welcome to uh, the Raiders Fan Radio family, and uh, congratulations on becoming a made man. Glad to hear the praise report there that you're feeling a lot better, and uh, glad to. Uh, and yes, to answer your question, you sound great, and you sounded great before. Keep calling the show, and I love that memory of being at the oh, open. Yeah. Talk about moments to change the, uh, the, uh, the team, uh, change the team, right? Uh, that was pretty good stuff there. So good, good memory from from Raider Juan. Uh, so Aaron in the chat, uh, Aaron the Q Dog Raider asked about seeing Little Murph, and uh, so there you go, buddy. There's 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 Little Murph. <laughs> there's the man that created by Monster Mash Ken. And uh, next up, uh, I'm just hey, uh, we're doing uh, we're doing requests now. We're also on radio. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that doesn't work for radio. All right, let's next up. Let's hear from our buddy Ruben in Vegas. Hey Murph, Uncle Bosh, Ruben from Vegas. Just calling to check in. I know it's been a minute, living life and whatnot. But I just want to thank you guys for the shirt, the gift pack. I received it the other day. Um, love the shirt. Love the book, especially. Just finished Chapter 1. Kind of crazy with Mr. Davis, the godfather, Al Davis. Rest in peace. How he liked his burgers and whatnot. And certain <laughs> things about funny stories on that book. But anyways, just want to check in, guys. I know it's been a minute. Just living life, and I just always signed Ink Richard Incognito uh, today, and let's see if it works out, man. We, you know, we got to have faith in Gruden, and just stoked up for the season to come up. You know, you know, one game at a time, win, lose, or tie. Raiders till I die. Awesome, good job there, Ruben. Appreciate the phone call, and uh, Ruben gave us that sign that's behind Uncle Mosh over there, the Welcome to Vegas sign, and uh, and uh, so that thing is is uh, very cool. And so, as a return of the favor, we sent him the Al Davis book, and we sent him a Raiders fan radio T shirt. So yeah, uh, sharing the wealth, and, baby. Sharing the, the wealth. Coolest thing is that he sent us back then a picture of him wearing our shirt in front of the new in Vegas front stadium, of the new stadium. Uh, yeah. which is really really awesome. So appreciate that, Ruben. Uh, okay, next up we got two more, uh, Uncle Mosh. I got an extra one there to add in off the rundown. Uh, one, and we're going to hear from our buddy, Historian Steve. Hey, Murph Mosh, this is Houston Raider Steve. Just want to get your opinion about uh, Richie Incognito. Could this be another Bear Robbins uh, redo? Anyway, I was listening to Mikey uh, do his thing uh, from last night, and he says that uh, Mike Mayock and the Raiders have a um, stipulation that if he messes up, gets in trouble, then they could. Um, he's no longer on the team. Just want to get your thoughts on it. Great show, and I'm pumped up about all these acquisitions we're doing. Haven't been this excited since the Super Bowl run with Gannon in uh, 2002. Great show, and have a great day, and God bless. All right. Thank you, Historian Steve. And I we kind of touched on Incognito a little bit, but I, it would make sense that Gruden would have a stipulation on him like and that, right? There's, there's always stuff in the contracts that we don't know about that the casual fan doesn't know about. Even the obsessed fan doesn't know about. There's, you know, it's, I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's there in a lot of people's contracts, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably just common verbiage, frankly. Because yeah. you know they're, they're like they call call it conduct detrimental to the team and sure, all that. So sure. I'm sure there's stuff in there. And if they had to put in extra for somebody like that who's had a history of of, uh, of run-ins, then uh, absolutely. So uh, it, you know, players with questionable uh, actions at times are not new to NFL teams. So right? um, I do want to comment. Yeah. On on historian uh, didn't get into didn't get into the weeds this week. Kept it quick. Kept it quick, but brought up Barrett Robbins. That was an interesting uh, yeah. comment there. Q caught it. Q said uh, he changed the Raiders. You know. Oh, you absolutely. Know, talking about from our earlier subject. You know, but Go so on. so even though even though the historian doesn't go into the weeds. He throws that little tidbit Just out there. Cast it yeah, out there, didn't yeah. he? Oh, man. I That's love good. that. It's good. Yeah. I love that. Steve was great. He joined the guys on the fan club Blitz. 
Uh, he's actually done some stuff with Raider Homer now as well. Wow. Uh, he's getting out there a little bit, and and great for him because he's he's a wealth of knowledge. That's why we changed Absolutely. his name to Historian Steve from Houston Steve. Uh, so great, great job. And, yeah, Barrett Robbins, you know, going, uh, you know, unfortunately bipolar and, and splitting on the team, going to sure. Tijuana the night before the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that was, a, that was definitely a big deal. Uh, so uh, definitely changed the outlook and the, and the, the history of the team. All right, next up, and actually last up uh, here in the Sea of Fans mailbag, we're going to hear from uh, uh, our buddy Mike in Colorado, who is Hardcore Raider. Murph, Uncle Mosh, this is Made Man, Hardcore Raider. How you guys doing? Calling out of Donkeyville, where we get uh, snow in the middle of May. That's some snow last week. That was pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, I just want to say what's up, guys. And, uh, you know, uh, today is May 29th. And uh, I know you're big on numbers, so I was curious if you ever watch uh, Derek Carr's uh, YouTube channel. And uh, he did a Mother's Day special with his wife, and somebody asked him about Mac. And he said that uh, him and Mac might end up uh, fighting on the 50-yard line when they play each other. So uh, today is May 29th, and it's episode 130, and we have 130 days until Carr knocks out the Mac cheeseburger. So, uh, Isn't that I think good? That's pretty cool. 130 days we play the Bears. Wow. But, um, anyways, uh, I know you're a big Star Wars fan, and, uh, you know, I'm calling 2019 the year of redemption. So, uh, got some interesting information for you on, uh, some titles here. Let me, let me know what your favorite one is that, uh, fits the Raiders this year. Raiders, a new hope. The Raiders strikes back. The Raiders strike back. Return of the Raiders. Revenge of the Raiders, The Raiders Awaken, The Last Raider, The Rise of the Raiders. So I thought all those were pretty cool. Okay. Think about I, those. I hate Star and Wars, then, uh, but I like that. That was cool. Gamash, I'm not a big Star Wars fan either, but, um, <laughs> you know, if you wore a Star Wars character, I mean, there's no doubt you would be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Aww. And, uh, well, Murph, well, you would be 3PO because you <laughs> love them numbers. <laughs> all right. Love you guys, man. Hey. Uh, hardcore Raider out. At least, at least he didn't call me Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, man. It's a great call there from Hardcore Raider, man. I love it. Uh, my vote would be the rise of the Raiders because I think, you know, look, we're down last year, four and 12 and we're coming back, baby. No, we're coming I'm going back. with the number one, a new hope, a new hope. But a who is the hope. new hope? Matt we Mayock? Are, we Mayock. are the new hope. Mayock. No, sorry. The Raiders are the, the new Raiders hope. are the new hope. I like it. That's good, uh, man. All right. So let me wrap this up. Wrap it up. See you fans. All right. Woo. So we start, we kicked it off about two hours ago with, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> with Ray saying, Hey, people don't watch football. You know, and he was talking about you know, all the craziness. You know, people, are like, what do they see? You know, and Seaport Raider was talking about the flip-flop of fans. And, and we had our historian uh, quoting Mikey, bringing up, bringing up Barrett Robbins. You know, uh, uh, Charlie was chimed in about how much late games suck. <laughs> you know, and of course, we can't forget Beto. Beto, do your homework. Okay. Uh, uh, Swag Jeff. I'm sorry, Mooch Jeff trying to beg <laughs> off. Holy moly. And uh, uh, Raider Rue, who lives in Logan, Utah, where I lived at one time when I was at Hill Air Force Base there. Oh, But nice. anyway, uh, he's, he was excited about the pick. Alex in Tucson. 
Uh, we, he broke up a little bit in the middle, so we didn't quite get all his stuff. Big Raider Trucker, man, launched his, his website. Yeah. I'll fire it up for him. You know, checked in from the road. Um, Raider One, man, I'm so glad to hear you sounding so much better. That was awesome. Keep those calls coming, brother. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, Ruben in Vegas. He's got faith in the coach. And, of course, that last one about Star Wars. Uh, and I know that was your all-time favorite. Oh, yeah. But, but our Sizzler. And I believe he's won before. That'll have to come Uh-oh. from 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 Paul. Okay. But anybody that's willing to uh, has to consider. It's raining. I got the kids <laughs> in the truck. Do I defend the nation and stop and put a whooping on a Kansas City queef to quote him? You know, and then says, "Nah, I'll just ride him for the next four miles." The Sizzler Award has to go to High Beam Mojo. Sizzler. 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 Great job, Mojo, man. That's funny. That is too good. And great job, Uncle Mosh, there on the Sizzler and on the rundown. I appreciate all the calls. Sorry, I know I had to, we, we kind of crushed through some of them. We got a little windy earlier talking about Cinnamon Toast Crunch and a handful of other things, but we had a lot to get to. So, you know, there's a lot of Raider news, man. There's a lot of stuff to talk to still every week, but we appreciate all of you and uh, keep them coming and uh, we will definitely uh, uh, it's, it's still the favorite part of our show and again I apologize we cut it short but uh, uh, but, but, but keep, keep them coming uh, nonetheless yeah <laughs> wait it's what, your turn oh, oh yeah yeah oh uh, uh, yeah you know what I forgot to do the Rogues I forgot Gallery. to do that one. we are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders you know why we are here From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. So, Murph. Yes, sir. I, uh, because, because our made men come from our calls, and we have, uh, we have been asked, who are the made men? Yeah, I got, for a rundown. I got, I got you got a rundown new, for I got us? A new, I got a new list. All right. All right. In no specific order, Jimmy Zebach, Hardcore Raider, Johnny in San Diego, Chuck Splatterhead McCann, Ron in Alliance, Ohio, Alaska Raider, the Dakota Raider, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Red in Yakima, Jim from the East Coast, yay, 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 yo, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> in Jersey, Big Raider Trucker, Wyoming Raider, Diego in Georgia, Running Baron Tulare, Mojo Raider, Junior in San Diego, Beto, you know the city, James in Arkansas, Monster Mash Ken, Raider Rue in Utah, Evdog, Houston Raider Steve, Jesse in Kentucky, B-Dog in a pasture in Texas, recent high school graduate, good job, Max in San Diego, Rev Raider, Raider One, Patch, Alex in Tucson, Ruben in Vegas, Dave in the 330, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Paul in Shropshire, Mississippi, UK, 24 Karat Kev, the cool-ass Raider. Made Thanks, men, guys. what is made up? Men. What is that, like 35 uh, or I don't something know. like I didn't, that? I didn't 30 count. 30-some-odd made men out there, so we appreciate it. Still waiting for that made woman, uh, Haley, Andrea. We've had a few calls um, but and a few emails, but never three. So uh, uh, get those in. And I think uh, Q-Dog always calls for it. Like, when are we going to get a mistress of darkness? 
I don't know. Well, soon, hopefully. Uh, so we'll get them in. Uh, I know Haley is often joining us in the chat, so we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email or uh, shoot us a, a voicemail, 909-345-3346. All right, Mosh, you want to hit that outro button? You got anything else major that we want to we want to get into here? We got the we were going to do Raiders and Pop Culture, but we'll Let's cut do that. that. We'll do it again. We'll do it next time. Yeah, we'll do it next time. We'll cut that for tonight. Uh, but uh, outside of that, that's that's all we got. We will um, check us out on the Murph's Fan Cave feed. Definitely check out the Murph's Fan Cave feed, and uh, you'll find our new show, Tales from the Nation, to go along with uh, uh, Mondays with Mikey and Murph, the Fan Club Blitz, and, of course, this show, uh, Raiders Fan Radio. Appreciate everybody that's joined us tonight. Appreciate everybody uh, on the audio and also in the, in the chat on YouTube. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Freddie Chavez, the Big Easy, Carlos Silos, Hardcore Raider, Fabricator, Honor Nation. What's up, Mikey? Uh, see you soon for Mondays with Mikey Murph. Wyoming Raider is in there. Haley, as I mentioned, appreciate everyone joining us there. You guys rock. Uh, we love you so much. Thank you for supporting Raiders Fan Radio. Buy a t-shirt. Uh, support the Blitnikoff Foundation. And, uh, man, keep those phone calls and emails coming. And uh, we'll talk to you guys here in just a couple of weeks. All right. So thanks for listening tonight. Everybody, we appreciate you. And this is... <laughs> What's your this name is, again? This is your old uncle. I'm reading and I can't even read my own name. This is your old Uncle Mosh. And for Murph, your old Uncle Mosh here. <laughs> and this is Murph and Uncle Mosh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who? What about Swag Jeff? Does he get in on that? Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, so uh, for Swag Jeff and the Capo and Dead Scrolls Steve, Mini Murph, Sizzlin' Scorekeeper, Big Raider Trucker, the Sergeant at Arms, we're all here. You've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Now on to some Captain Crunch. Uncle Mosh, I can't hear myself think. Keep it down, fool. <laughs> Uncle Mosh, you're the smartest man alive. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. 
See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.